0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the comic book podcast. As always, I'm dead. over day we have, Bertie.
1: Fuck you, taxes.
0: And Nico.
2: Fuck you, money.
0: <laughs> well, hey, Bertie, if you don't like taxes, just don't pay them. Look how well it would drive for Wesley Snipes.
3: <laughs> Which I don't have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so just heading into things, just want to let you guys know forewarned. Um, If things get weird on this, somehow, um, that is probably on me. It's Deadman's fault. Yeah. Uh, My computer uh, kind of died for a little bit yesterday. (laughs) Just blue screen into blue screen into blue screen into... I had to reinstall Windows. Mm -hmm. See, that was rough. I
2: remember those days. (laughs) That's the worst...
0: And now I am just worried that my computer will at any second just blue screen out permanently and I won't be able to get anything and everything will be fucked. So, fingers (laughs) crossed it doesn't happen.
3: Yeah.
0: If it does, that's why this show is either weird or didn't come out and I'm saying this is nobody.
2: That's what I was about to say. No one will know. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It'll never get out there.
0: But anyway, we're here to talk about motherfucking comic books. Yeah. So, Nico, what are you <laughs> even reading?
1: Uh, For once, I'm not going to break the show.
2: <laughs> all right. So In an early good, installment you know, of The Good, The Bad, and The Well, Man, you've read this. I remember you. Yeah, I don't know if you read the whole thing. I remember nah, you yeah, I, re- I read it. all of it. Okay. I remember you talking about it on the show, actually, a while ago when it was actually coming out. Uh, so, the trade paperback just came out, I think, a week or two ago of uh, Milk Wars. And uh, this was DC's Young Animals event, which basically tied all of the different titles that they have together. So collected in this trade paperback is, uh, let's see. uh, I'm just looking right now. It's basically all their series, plus I think a So JLA, Doom Patrol, special number one. Mother Panic, Batman, special number one. Shade, The Changing Girl, Wonder Woman, special number one. Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Swamp Thing, special number one. And Doom Patrol, JLA, special number one. And they're all oversized issues. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that makes up the the trade paperback. I'm going to basically try to explain everything I know about the book before actually talking about the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, this is a weird book, man. This is a strange, strange book. This is a
0: young animal book, motherfucker.
2: Yeah. Uh, so... I've talked about it on the show before. I, I only ended up sticking with half of the Young Animal series. I tried them all out for trades, at least. I ended up sticking with Mother Panic and uh, Doom Patrol.
0: Yeah, uh, well, well where's I stuck with um out of the four? Yeah, where I stuck with a uh, Doom Patrol and K. Carson and Cybernetic Guy.
2: Okay. And I know all those series now, after Milk Wars, have gone on to basically change the titles, essentially, to, like, different things. Uh, like, so, I think it's Cave Carson has a different type of eye or something right yeah, now. Yeah, Cave uh, Carson those, has they, an interstellar
0: I, eye.
2: Interstellar eye, right. And uh, Mother Panic is Mother Panic something else now. It's They're all different titles now, but they have basically just moved on to, I guess, their new storylines or status quo after Milk Wars. Uh, and Doom Patrol has been very delayed, from what I know. Because I, yeah. the second volume of that isn't even out yet. And I only remember reading these in trade. Uh, everything else has come out for two volumes. Anyways. Uh, so I think the biggest... I'll say what I didn't like about this event right now, first off, is the fact that too many cooks in the kitchen. I think it struggled with the fact that it's already a weird concept and the fact that it is like stra- out of psychonauts. <laughs> it's just such a strange concept to begin with, and the fact that it wasn't kind of str- it wasn't one writer that wrote the whole thing from start to finish. Like yeah. it was basically them just tying five different specials together. Not only is tying five different specials together of their individual titles, but also tying them together with the DC universe. So in that one shot of each one of these titles, they had to basically continue the story along by tying all these characters in together until they all met in the last special, which was the JLA Doom Patrol one, because then basically all the DC people like, came together with the JLA and the Doom Patrol, along with everybody else, all the other ca- characters, Shade, and, and, uh, and all that came together to take on this thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but essentially, for me, that didn't work well because... Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but, you know, I just felt that it didn't feel very fluent throughout because of that. Because there's... All five books are, or whatever, four or five specials are strange on its own. It's a strange concept. It's hard to grasp. And then the fact that they have them trying to... Meet up with these DC characters in each indi- individual issue, and it's written by somebody else and it's drawn by somebody else. I think didn't make it for as an enjoyable experience for me. Like maybe I don't know if it was different for you, Dead Man, if you were reading it in issues, but as sitting here reading it as a trade from issue to issue, it just kind of felt I don't know, it just wasn't very fluid. I read it as
0: it. I read it as issues, and it felt like a story told by tie-ins.
1: Okay. Oh goody! Like <laughs> yeah. But, and that's but, what it was. I mean Yeah, like, like
0: like like JLA and Doom Patrol one and then Doom Patrol JLA one, those <laughs> felt those felt like to, those felt like two same stories from same books. Yeah. Because yeah. because because that, that's what it was. It was, hey, here's the beginning of the story, here's the end of the story, same writers and stuff. But then the middle stuff, it all felt like the only story they released was stuff from the tie-in issues, nothing from the actual miniseries that the that was the event.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, I mean, so so like, I hey! Mean, if you're not a fan, if you're not a fan of Shade, the Changing Girl, or Mother Panic, or Cave Carson, then you're just gonna be reading a Cave Carson or Mother Panic or Shade book that yeah. you have to read to know what the fuck is happening in this story. That itself is told non-linearly and branched off in different fucking ways.
2: Mm-hmm. It, yeah, is, that was my, it is. That was my it is Young Animal at its
0: best and worst.
2: And 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 sticking by the books and i guess that i've I've enjoyed i actually found the doom patrol and mother panic issues out of these to be the most enjoyable and that might just be because i like those like i've continued with those stories um i guess but uh but for whatever reason i did find those the most enjoyable out of the series uh, I will say that the one through line through all these stories is the fact that Cave Carson is basically let like one of his eyes, like he kind of has like these eyes that kind of go around on like uh, robotic legs, basically crept around like each of these specials and was kind of rounding or warning everybody. And yeah, like, and yeah, it was, um, like, I got, I was like, this uh,
0: is Cave Carson. Fucking, yeah, yeah, like, like, retcon is doing this shit. We gotta fucking fuck him up.
2: Right. Anyways, so to get into the idea of the story, I'll try it out. Like you just mentioned, retcon is basically like an organization that is like basically homogenized. You could say with milk, like basically watering down like the the like the, their world into making them not strange and not uh, fascinating and yeah. what makes these characters these characters and like Doom Patrol always loves searching out for like you know the strange and things like the world out there like they love that kind of stuff so yeah at Doom, the start
0: yeah. of it Retcon yeah. has been in the background of Doom Patrol since the first issue right where they've never really like interacted with the main plot and have always just kind of like been there as like a side story with the character who was like who was like withheld for copyright reasons and when the weird like flying lion got killed by Danny the Brick Mm-hmm. That was all retcon.
2: And then, and yeah, that's basically and basically at the start, like there's a Superman-like character who's a Milkman. Man is his name. <laughs> Milkman, <laughs> I mean, man, 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 man. It basically shows up, and then, and the covers were done all by Frank. Are we Wiley. sure we're not talking about Psychonauts? <laughs> I'm sure. No, I don't know what that is. But... It, it's, it,
0: it's it's more closer to like Repairman, man, man, man. Okay. <laughs> than it is to the milkman
2: but yeah his name is milkman man <laughs> like so they no one just calls it milkman you have to say the second man which yeah. is i thought funny um uh, save me milkman fact... man
0: my cereal is too dry <laughs>
2: um but it basically shows up uh starts off with this place in happy harbor that doom patrol basically comes to check out because they heard you know uh, of some weird happenings going down in this house <laughs> Great DC show here. What's going on?
0: (laughs) Oh, it appears Cartoon Network got it.
2: And then they actually poke fun at the fact that... um Emo or Lobo, pretty boy Lobo, is in the actual. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and that, and
3: yeah, he that is. Was,
2: which I thought was a funny uh, nod. Because afterwards, he, he turns back into a punk, you know, rocker Lobo with the motorcycle yeah. or whatever, yeah, right? So yeah, the just like metal, 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 metal Lobo Yeah, metal as, as, the,
0: lobo. as the milk wears off,
2: <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he's
0: like, all right, what besties did this to the main man? <laughs>
2: So that that cool idea of of like watering down these characters and making them like wholesome and stuff. I like that. That's actually a really, really cool idea. It was really the concept was clever, I thought. It's just the 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 like how how they went they went about it. It was too messing that Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's 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 the execution of this story was it, what was flawed. Not the concept. The concept was great. I thought they started it out well. It just it, when They went from one special to one special. They should have just did it like a like a, a five issue mini series or or something. You yeah. Included everybody in it and just had a s ongoing story. Not this is what's going on with this character. This is what's going on with this character. And then and then bringing them all together in the end. It didn't work for me. Yeah. And like,
0: actually, I that's what I thought like, it would be. I thought like like when right. when they announced it would be like all right, so. How doing like five specials that will all tie in that will all be this thing I thought it would be like all right, so here's the story and then it ends here and then we pick it up and then we pick it up right after that but focusing on this character
2: right but it's not that that. it's just it's just this like
0: mishmash of all these different characters interacting with the retcon stuff at different points in the story that then all meet up at the end and you don't really get any full sense of cohesion out of that
2: no and and, you know, I mean, if you want to touch on what happened, the other ones, it, really, it basically was just all the different characters. Uh, they found there were some things happening in their world that they couldn't, you know, they could tell that were being affected by something, by retcon. And uh, Mother Panic, Batman turns out to be like a priest of some sort. Like, he turns into a priest, then there's like some sort of yeah, like weird... Like you know all that 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 school, I guess that uh, Mother Panic. There's a school, in Mother he, Panic. He, that's he's not school. a he's
1: not a rapey priest like he is in. <laughs> S3, really.
0: No, no, he's not rapey, but you know, read between no. the lines, I guess.
1: He's yeah, he so he bathing the children in milk. City, the character that's supposed to be Batman is pretty rapey.
2: There is a creepy moment in it though, where he literally like they put out his hands, and uh, there's a nun, and there's milk pouring out of her hands into into in glasses. Yeah, it's yeah, very she, strange. Yeah, she she isn't
0: she like completely made a glass too?
2: Yeah, it's like, very she's, like she's essentially
0: creepy. like a fucking Mrs. Butterworth bottle of milk.
2: And, and and this and this place that they're in, it was a uh, place for school children where she was tortured as a, church, a, a, a child. For
1: children.
2: Yeah, it's that's this what is I mean. A right. picture. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: the family picture. Yeah, a family picture.
2: Yeah, like Mother Panic like, in their main series, like you learn about this school that like got burnt down. She like burnt it down, and and basically it was like this place where they tortured children and where she was where she grew up, like kind of like a halfway house, like for like an orphanage type thing. And, and but then she goes there, and like it's there all of a sudden, like it's and it's like a, and it's basically a church, and they're all basically bowing down to like Batman, who looks like a priest, but and he's got these weird nuns that are are like milk are coming out of their fucking hand. It's very weird. <laughs> so then, and then there's and then you got Wonder Woman who basically becomes like a, a normal like housewife almost. Yeah. Like, she, yeah, her, they they, yeah. they go
0: they go they go back to her role in the like the original like fifties era run of Justice League and we're like, you know what? We weren't demeaning enough.
2: Right. So then there's all these like comments on, you know, women and 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 basically, their 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 part in society, and and you know what I mean, like and 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 these kind of things that I guess it, it rang true to kind of shade the Changing Girls book in a way. I think like that some of the things they talk about, like you know, social issues and stuff in that in that book. Sometimes they yeah. do right, and 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 the Cave Carson uh, one, you know, was just wacky. I don't know, I, I I that one was just fucking weird. Like I didn't get that at all. Like they were like in a place all of a sudden, yeah like. a, yeah ever since
0: I, I think i might have missed a couple issues there because i am fairly lost reading cave carson because like the first thing it was like a johnny quest style thing of like oh yeah there's this underground civilization of people and i'm like an ambassador to them i married your mom's was the princess we got married but then you go and fucking cave carson has an interstellar eye and it is oh yeah so i'm friends with this space god who's about to die so we're gonna go jump into a black hole and he'll explode into a star and that's what our day is honey
2: yeah, that one was the fucking weirdest I think out of all of <laughs> That one I was very strange. Uh
0: <laughs> Yeah, like um, he, I I like I missed a step there somewhere.
2: And then Robot, the Mr. the, the guy from Doom Patrol. Robot um, man. Yeah, he turns into an actual human like himself, like before yeah. he turned into robot Cliff. Yeah, he was uh, Cliff Steele. Yeah. Right so driver. now has that stuck in the actual series?
0: Um I Butt don't hit? I don't know. I don't How's the, I don't. I don't think I've read a Doom Patrol issue.
2: It's been very delayed or on hiatus or something. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about so another cool thing about this though, I haven't read the series yet, but the this is where Eternity Girl, which basically spun off into a mini mini series, um, popped up in. She popped up in this. Uh, okay, this I, event. I read the
0: first issue of that. I think, and that one is fucking weird as hell.
2: Yeah. Well, her introduction in this event was and weird as hell too. No, yeah, no, like, like, here's the thing.
0: <laughs> she, like, Eternity Girl, the book, is a self-aware revival of a character from a 1980s comic that doesn't exist.
2: Yeah. So, like, it was the backup in all of these issues that gave you, like, a basically, like, a two-page teaser of this storyline from, like, a like, comic that was apparently from the 60s, and it was actually Eternity Girl. But then she becomes self-aware by the end of this event and basically pops out of the comic and comes into this world of young Animal. So that's yeah. what I mean. It's very, very out there. It's very
0: stuff. young animal. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, and kind
0: of, you know, kind of very Grant Morrison.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I like for the record, is I Grant Morrison makes this, or is this this guy who we keep calling the
2: the diet Grant Morrison? This is Gerard Way. Okay, so it's he, not he he yeah,
0: he's right. the one he's the one curating all this,
2: orchestrating this. Yeah, and then you know some of the writers were Steve Orlando, Jody Hauser, John Rivera. Like these are a lot of the guys that actually write the the actual books but yeah. uh the cool thing was frank quietly did all the covers for this i mean uh, oh series, yeah they're so, so good yeah you know and he did all-star superman so he has a classic all-star superman cover but it's milkman man <laughs> it's,
3: yeah. it looks
2: fucking awesome yeah the covers are the covers were great uh and you know some of the individual artists on this were really good too um it, it's just it was just too much of a mishmash of one thing to the With next. With an
1: idea this weird, it sounds like you kind of need a really consistent, mm-hmm. steady hand at the helm. Yeah, you,
2: you
0: use strong guiding force, which I don't think Gerard Way is.
2: And then the final of the GLA Doom Patrol, while I enjoyed quite a bit of it, it still was Like bringing all this together was quite messy. Like I, I don't like they had a they had a task in front, like for them to like be able to do this in this last issue. Like yeah, I I lost a little bit of the, of it. And then
0: I wasn't wasn't this also like, didn't this end with like the reveal that that like our main character Cassie's roommate joined the Brotherhood of Nada.
2: Yeah, so it basically set up some future Doom Patrol thing. That's what I mean. Like Cliff became a human, and I believe what you just mentioned was which Nada was was something from the actual original Doom Patrol. That was a thing.
0: Well, well it well it was Dada and the Doom Patrol.
2: Dada, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, Dada, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Mr. Dadaism. Impossible in the Brotherhood of Dada, who, for those who don't remember, back in the old days, they were the ones behind the painting that ate Paris. Dadaism is this artistic movement that just celebrates right. fucking chaos and non meaning.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, no, yeah, the point of Dada is that Any society that gave birth to World Wars One and Two doesn't deserve to exist. So their idea of artistic expression is the idea that anything that makes sense to the society we live in should not exist.
0: Yeah, and so, Mm -hmm. and so that was their whole thing. And it was a lot of, and that whole fucking part of the book was just fucking that. There's a bunch of characters whose powers were just ridiculous and insane. Like there was one character whose power was anything you didn't think of.
2: I love that original. I really gotta read that again. It's been so long since I read that original. Yeah, Droll. but then it's my it's my favorite Morrison thing though.
0: Yeah, but then you pass it over. But then you pass over to now, where Mr. Impossible has now formed the Brotherhood of Nada, which is just we're making nothing.
2: Right. Okay. So I think that may have continued in the so new Black the the Studios. <laughs> they, they actually, if even- they work
0: that joke in there, I will. <laughs> I will fucking love this publisher. I'll fucking love this <laughs> imprint more than the main publisher even more.
2: They actually even tied in the Morrison's Multiversity concept into this event as well at one point. Yeah. Yeah, like, they have, like, it on – they, they, you know that map they made up during that event? They had it on a table at one point, like, in this, like, event before, like, they wrap things up. Uh, they don't really make too much reference to it other than the fact that it's kind of there. Um, but, yeah, I, I like – I didn't think this was terrible. I just thought the execution could have been done a little bit better. I really enjoyed the concept. I thought it was interesting to say the least. Like, and I ambitious, of course, but <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 uh, I like these young animal books. Though so I like that they exist. Not everyone clicks with me, and that's okay. Um, but I think it's really cool that they're doing this, and I, I think this is basically taken over for for Vertigo. Uh, essentially, because Vertigo really hasn't been the Vertigo of old lately. Um, yeah, I mean, like, all,
1: like, the, like, all, the, all the writing forces that made Vertigo what it was are doing other
2: projects. So. Right.
0: Yeah, like, like Vertigo, they're trying to turn Vertigo into, like, a fucking almost image.
2: <laughs> and I know that they've talked about uh, recently... Bringing it back again, like this is the, probably the second time I think they've talked about relaunching Vertigo within the last few years. But um, you know, uh, but yeah, I think this is this was interesting. I didn't hate it, but as you can tell, I didn't love it uh, certain aspects of it either. But um, yeah, it was okay. Um, I mean, if you're a fan of the Young Animal books, I would say pick this up um, just to check it out because, like I said, it kind of has everybody in it, plus some of the DCU and but. I if I wouldn't say pick this up based on your love for the DCU characters because they're not really the same DCU characters you know in this. They're much different I would say in in tone and the way they're written and, and especially because they're interacting with these characters. So Oh god,
0: um, right, 50% Chad. Huh? I'm 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 going that- through I'm I'm reminding myself of the characters from the fucking I remind myself of the characters from The Brotherhood of Nada, and one of them is 50% Chad.
2: Oh, like a Brad and Chad type joke thing. No, yeah. it's a pair of legs. It is half a person. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah, it is a, it is a it is essentially what if you took a person, cut off the cut them off at the waist, kept whatever was left, and then made it twice as big. <laughs> yeah, it's a pair of legs and junk the size of a person. Okay. Attached to a guy <laughs> supposedly part of a guy named Chad, but it's half a person, so it's 50, so it's fifty percent Chad.
2: Did that specific thing happen? Doom Patrol or Milk Wars? Doom Patrol.
0: Uh, he's part of the Brotherhood of Nada.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, Mr. Nobody brought him in.
2: Okay. Yeah, and Flex Metala was in this too now, which is pretty Flex. cool. Flex. Like, Flex fits right into basically everything that was going on in this book. It's like, the power, their, yeah, he up the power of
0: muscle mystery.
2: Yeah, but he actually explains, like, he learns of a new power other than muscle mystery in this. Like he uses something else. Like he, he never knew that he. Yeah, he, he could do like it. he flexes different. Doesn't the
0: hero of the beach like Inf- change?
2: In inflation intensity, he called it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's when the electromagnetism of end- endorphins. Uh, they say it's a power beyond muscle mystery. But even <laughs> if I inflated, it might not even be enough to save everything not alone <laughs> that's what he says during <laughs> this it was pretty it was pretty awesome and then oh, he basically God. just warps reality and essentially they all balloon up into these and, and and that's why cliff turns into a human because in this they all had to basically become come to the self-realization that some of them they're not real and therefore if they were basically about, uh, to defeat uh retcon uh some of them the ones that were fake uh, basically, could ex- uh, cease to exist, and that's why Cliff went back to his normal self. I guess for whatever, and 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 uh, you know, I'm probably doing a bad time uh, bad uh, explaining that really badly, but <laughs> it was really fucking weird. Yeah, so, anyway. this shit's
0: weird, weird <laughs> as hell.
2: Yeah, no course.
0: <laughs> the disappointment.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. It was okay.
0: No, that no, that's the name. That's the name of the main bad guy.
3: Oh
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, withheld okay. for copyright is the, is the disappointment.
2: <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Alrighty then. Yeah.
0: Uh so moving on from that, uh, let's talk about Venom. Let's. So that got so that got a retcon again, speaking of.
1: Yeah. It's almost like they want this character to be popular, but I've no idea what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> I
0: know, right? <laughs> so the symbiote is back on Eddie Brock. And they have a much more symbiotic relationship with it. It's not just, hey, Venom Symbiote is there and it's gonna murder everything. They actually have like conversations and the Venom symbiote is sympathetic. Mm-hmm. But it's also insane. And so Eddie will Eddie will be like laying down, having dreams and whatever, and it is this weird alien tongue that he doesn't understand that the symbiote's speaking in. And like he had a dream about fucking, I think, Beowulf in the first issue. Oh, God, I'm going to fuck a CG to Angelina Jolie. <laughs> and I'm down. He has the Uncanny Valley, but still. But anyway, so yeah, he wakes up, uh, gets the fucking thing, and it's revealed he's been using the Venom symbiote to essentially pull the Peter Parker shit of, I'm going to swing to an adv- advantageous position in an area of crime and take pictures of it. Because, a cor- because um,. I believe in Spider-Man 800. This takes place after that, and Eddie loses his job at that news organization.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And now, he, so now he just freelances. Well,
1: he considering, sees considering uh, Eddie's inability to
2: <clears throat> under a different alias. Yeah, sorry,
1: down well, a that yeah. job. Uh, that's not Spider.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: so he's so he's out there. i um, tracking down a new jack o Lantern. Oh goody! But then the cops arrest him. The cops arrest the new cool. Jack Lantern as well as his crew, which includes Grizzly, which I thought he was out in Miami going legit. Who? Uh, he was. He was a grizzly bear. Like a, a guy dressed like a grizzly bear. Wait,
1: say the name again, but he cut cut off. <clears throat> grizzly
2: wasn't he an Ant
1: Man?
0: Yeah, he was one of Ant Man's employees. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that that was fun. I like oh, that sh- character. Yeah. I like these that's shitty weird. villains, man. I love these D-list villains. <laughs> yeah, <they're> great. <laughs> I, I whatever, like when it, like Spidey's like D-list villain shows up. <laughs> that's why I love Superior post so much. But anyways, go on.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, they go down there uh, to try to catch try to catch a Jack Lantern. Venom Symbiote gets taken over, but it is not the regular Venom Symbiote. It is that it is this horrible, weird, fucked up alien. Like almost possessed version of Venom that's speaking in his weird language, eats the cops. And then some dude shows up and just stops him and says, Hey, Flash Thompson, come with me. He's like, wait, you're not Flash. Oh, right, Eddie. Okay, hold on a second. Knocks him out, drags him down to the fucking sewers, and reveals that he was one of the original Agent Venoms. Cause apparently Agent Venom is a concept that has been around for a while and he used to be part of a actual like unit of Agent Venoms.
2: It was it was essentially like a super a super soldier type thing like they did with Cap but it yeah. was Venom.
0: because <laughs> Venom can't rest. Agent Venom was popular, so therefore more of it is good. That's how that is how quality works, Bertie.
1: No it isn't.
0: <laughs> I know that. <clears throat> but these but these are fuck these are fucking publishers and people in charge talking.
1: The Dandidios of the world.
0: Exactly. CB Sobolski is coming down that road, man. Uh, Just since he took over, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a while since he took over. So it seems like things are now getting into his vision for what the company should be. And I'm not and liking have no
1: it. No idea what that is.
0: Because <laughs> a lot of it is mismanaged, like with the Avengers, which we'll get into. But anyway uh, So yeah he yeah this guy is like Hey we got this fucking Symbiote stuff Hey have you ever asked your Symbiote what it's name is What's this what's this have you ever treated your Symbiote like anything other than a curse You fucking scrub
2: Yeah he, he made some good points About things that he's never actually Even done despite having spent So much time with the Symbiote Yeah never even considered <laughs> Like do you know your symbiote's name? (laughs) He's like, uh. (laughs) Wait,
0: they have names? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been retconned so many times. I don't know what iteration of the symbiote we're on.
1: Yeah. Sorry. His name is Klaatu Barada. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
0: So then he goes to break out the fucking symbiotes. Yeah. yeah, Yes. 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 A new guy sends Brock and Venom out to go bust out his. Bust out the corpses of this guy's former unit, and then when he does that, all the cor- all the buddies are just fucking dead as hell, and all their symbiotes have turned into horrible fucking monster versions of themselves. You know, like worse though than regular symbiotes are, or aren't, depending on what year it is. This
1: this really sounds like the. Marvel's comics division and the people making Sony movies really thought Venom Lethal Protector was the greatest thing ever.
0: But then it is revealed that, he, that, that, uh, that that alien language they're speaking, they are saying essentially that God is coming. So we have the God of the symbiotes. Which is either the most benevolent creature of all time or literally Satan.
1: No, I've seen enough Hentai to know what the God of the Symbiotes is going to look like.
0: So, I... What is Venom? At this point, we may never know. Because, while Venom, at the start, was a fine concept. That grew naturally to Agent Venom. What I think is one of the peaks of the character.
1: Okay, you see the thing is Deadman um what you think is the peak of the character only took place after roughly two decades of stupidity.
0: Yes. But was that su- so in that stupidity was there were there a lot of retcons about the origin of Venom? Yes. Okay. So this is not a new phenomenon.
1: No. No, this has been true ever since Basically, the the thing everyone it's, you know sort of have a uh, Venom and Bane kind of had a similar origin in that they were made to do one thing, but whereas Bane was developed into a complex character with his own motivations, backstory, and separate thing from Batman, so that he could show up elsewhere in the DC universe, Venom did not can't really escape Spider-Man. Yeah. So when first they tried making him like a gritty 90s anti-hero, and I've read and I've talked with you about some of those times, and <laughs> that never worked. Uh. And uh, then some in the... Mark Millar, I think, uh, was the one who moved Venom over to Mark Gargan's... Matt Gargan's Scorpion for a couple of years. Wow. <clears throat> and... I guess that was okay. It was basically just Venom again,
2: but mm-hmm. on a different person.
1: Yeah, it
0: was Venom, but this time happen. he might have a tail.
2: Well, isn't that the same Venom that, they, that Warren Ellis then picked up and used in Thunderbolts? Yeah. Probably? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was the Mac, the one that was used in Thunderbolts. Matt Gardner. Yeah, Matt Gardner. And then there was Planet of the Symbiotes where <laughs> Venom had a literal emo scream and, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it, wasn't that wasn't the story like that where he screamed so hard everyone committed suicide?
1: All the symbiotes committed suicide. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god, that was that was amazing.
1: Yeah. Just started just started singing was, his
0: own "Simple Plan" song.
1: Yeah. No. Basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, any good idea that came from Venom has been run into the ground by Marvel. Some of them have word held out longer than others. Like, Carnage has held out okay in some respects. It's well, that, of, that's
0: because that's Carnage is a very simple thing. It's just, I like to murder.
1: Yeah, but th- what I'm saying is, like, the the idea of the spawns of Venom being their own characters, that was also run into the ground, and that there are dozens of other symbiote spawns, and no one remembers any of them. You guys like Toxin? Toxin.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch more, though. Yeah, and Legal Protector
1: yeah. was the one where they had five more spawns of Venom fight Venom. And by the end of the story, where all five Venom oh, God. spawns fall Dead Venom, men's looking them up. I'm just like. Ooh. <laughs>
0: do you guys Dead like Mets Bizarnage?
2: Is that a thing.
0: <laughs> it's it's the amalgam <laughs> universe of Bizarro, Superman, and Carnage. Do you guys like Hybrid? How about Croba? Actually...
2: Thought it was like bizarre from... Deep what about Lasher? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about Lasher. Marcus?
2: Marcus. Ooh. <laughs> the
0: centaur, Wolverine, symbiote warrior. <laughs>
2: oh, God. How about
0: Phage? What about pork rind?
1: <laughs> My only point with this story is that almost anything related to Venom has mostly sucked. Yeah, fair. So...
0: What about the Venom clone?
2: I liked this. I like this series so far, though, that being said. What about Venom-saurus-rex? What about ZZZXX?
0: A symbiote on a member of the Shi'ar Empire.
1: You're just proving my point more, Deadman.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm helping.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the... venom is stuck in this situation where he's popular mainly because of his design honestly more than anything
0: yeah he works really well in a t-shirt not so much as a character
1: yeah. but yeah everything about him is boring and Marvel keeps trying to make <laughs> him popular to make him a thing because he's his design is so marketable well
0: here's but the thing like like venom last- venom works when the character he's attached to is interesting yeah so like the Eddie Brock shit no, no, sorry, not the Eddie Brock shit. The Flash Thompson stuff, Agent Venom. That worked because of Flash.
1: Yeah. Well, and part of the problem is that the thing that people liked Venom for once he stopped being just the enemy of Spider-Man is that he was basically... This is another one of those times where something that one Marvel character was known for for a while is now... is They can no longer be known for because it's Deadpool shtick. <laughs> So, like, during the age of, like, the 90s Spider-Man TV series and the comics when he wasn't being an anti-hero, Venom was kind of the jokester also. That a jokester asshole who would kill people. But, again, by the end of the 90s, Deadpool was doing that, and Deadpool was doing that much more memorably than Venom was. So Venom was, again once again, stuck with no shtick. Because by the end of the 90s, the I kill people thing was like,
2: yeah,
1: no.
0: Yeah, and... <laughs> it's
1: not, not really a thing.
0: Yeah, so there's nothing really else, there's nothing really to do with the character anymore. No, nope. Because they've either done it, it's too stupid to do, or it's too interesting to do. Yeah. So, this is doing a bit more by trying to make the symbiote itself, like, a sympathetic character. Like, at one point we actually see the symbiote, like, whimpering in fear. And it's trying to make the actual relationship with Eddie be more symbiotic. So it's not just the so it's not just the Venom symbiote driving Eddie crazy to the point where, like, oh, yes, we need to be together. And then it goes to leave him to go f- try to suck Peter Parker's dick. It is, like, this book is trying to have them, have them go, like, yes, we are together in this. We are we. Which is something... But it's something that isn't much. No. So, I think I have like one or two issues left in the, left in me in this. So I'm
1: surprised you have that much, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. But yeah, I'll I'll be seeing what else I can get out of this and move on. Uh, Nico, you were the second issue.
2: Yeah, and the third one just came out this week. I, I'm I'm quite enjoying it personally. I, I mean, I haven't read a lot of the old Venom stuff from the '90s, so I don't really have that. Like, you know what I mean? Like weighing me down. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, well, well, to be uh, fair, I don't
0: have that either. But I just have a, I have Agent Venom weighing me down.
2: I agree. I I think Agent Venom is is much yeah, better what so far. To but...
1: the, the, what happened to the chick? The little teenage girl that Agent Venom was running around with. I miss her.
0: Oh, she stopped existing.
1: Yeah, I don't. Uh,
0: yeah, the the writer the writers uh, realized. Oh, we're running out of venom. We're running out of Agent Venom story.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, fuck it. An editorial was like, "Hey, who's this? It, oh no, he's too funny. interesting. Into the bin."
2: It's funny you guys mentioned this basically because I actually seen a funny uh, Twitter Twitter interaction between Rick Remender and Dottie Cates, the current writer on this book. Because Rick Remender basically re- replied to something basically talking about how you know. Like, you guys mentioned, like, how much they overdo it with him and this and that. And then Donny Cate's, like, trying to reply to him. And it was like, hey, yeah, you know, we're actually taking a lot of cool, really good ideas you had, Rick. And, uh, you know, we're trying to run with it. You know, you should check it out. And he's just like, oh, no. He's like, I wish you all the best. But, like, he's just like, but, you know, like, he basically stuck to his point. Even though, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he, he I think he made a point about he's not going to see any money. Off of his ideas, uh-huh. essentially. Which is why he's doing creator own stuff now. You know what I mean? And and the fact that he did one of the best things with a character. He didn't even really want to write. And, yeah. and, and you know, it's still talked about to this day. But well, then, at least, at least no the one
1: cares. Did, at least Remender didn't burn down his own um, no. progress the way nope. uh, Nick Spencer did.
0: Yeah, no, he just right wrote, de- wrote a decent character and then moved on.
2: Yeah, as a as a good writer, that's a challenge you should take on, is if you, you let off her book and you're not really keen on the character, you know what, I'm gonna try to do something with this.
0: Yeah, okay. So I, I, yeah, so that character is Mania. Yeah. Uh she last last uh, last couple appearances were in the last Venom book and in Venom verse.
2: Okay. I haven't read any of that stuff, but Nor have I. These creators though that are doing this book, they sound invested in what they're doing, so that's why I've been mainly like it actually sounds like they have an interesting idea, and they're going to try to, you know, see what happens with it. Like, yeah, it's if it just was
0: unfortunate any- that their interesting idea is with a character that has had so many quote unquote interesting ideas thrown on them that it's exhausting.
2: Right, but even coming out right now or in the coming months, there's a fucking separate Venom miniseries I have no fucking interest in. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's just, it's really like I don't read I don't rush to read every fucking Venom book, but this cool. sounded like something that they're they are going to try to do something interesting and. I'm on well, board for a go. bit, anyways. Yeah. The, Marvel,
1: the Marvel Cinematic Universe may not like Sony, but Marvel Comics doesn't mind making a few bucks off Sony's idiocy for a while. Yeah. Because I'm pretty certain that this is all, once the Venom movie comes out, bombs, and no one likes it, they're going to kind of
3: yeah, sweep sh- it under the rug. Double yeah.
1: on the Venom shit again, because this, feel, this feels like attempts at <laughs> I'm sorry. seems like attempted promoting the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or lack I can thereof. Even say that with a straight
0: face. Yeah, no. But, but now watch gonna, us get a bunch of bullshit out. in our face, and that movie ends up doing gangbusters.
2: Well, a lot of people just like the idea of it. Well, a lot of people whatever, like Tom teaser, Hardy, whatever it was. Yeah, that too. I think he's a great actor, but I don't know what the fuck this movie is.
0: Yeah, like, like no. Here's the thing: <laughs> people saw Tom Hardy, and people saw the end of that one trailer where where he goes full Venom, and they're like, "Oh, that looks cool."
1: Right. Not the movie, I,
0: the design. I didn't
1: even think it looked cool. No, me neither, to be honest. Of course honest. It fucking I fucking did
0: because it's, re- it's weird no. CG bullshit of comic bullshit.
2: That white... I just remember
1: everyone eyes. making the, the googly eyes look. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, us. No, the, like, yes, dead. us, the people who actually know the stuff, but, like, fucking Joe Scumfuck out there just sees that trailer pop up in a YouTube video. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no. Like the people,
0: like the people who are making jokes about fucking Thanos looking like Ivan, or the making fucking apocalypse jokes about Ivan Ooze. They weren't the motherfuckers who went to see that movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, some of them were. The rest of them were like, "No, this looks like shit. So I'm not going to go see it."
1: Right. I-, I would honestly rather watch the '95 Power Rangers movie than go see
3: Venom. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda, yeah. <laughs>
1: And the, I, the even, me- I hate the 95 Power Rangers movie because the whole bill of that film is boring as hell. But yeah, but the Zords I, at the
0: I, end look the, the, the Zords at the end have better CG than Venom does. Yeah,
1: the the the, the, the 95 Zords have better CG than Venom does, and also the C- their bad CGs only in part of the film, not the entire film. <laughs> yeah,
0: I kind of want to watch Venom back to back with Upgrade.
1: Oh, I still haven't seen Upgrade. Fuck.
0: Yeah, the movie, the movie with Off Brand, fucking. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, the the, the Off Brand Tom Hardy, who's going to make a better product than what I've heard than the real Tom Hardy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Blumhouse is weird, man.
1: Sometimes they suck. Sometimes they don't. That's just yeah, making the
2: Spawn movie, isn't
1: it? Yeah,
0: I think I think uh, I think Blumhouse is making the Spawn movie. Yeah. But yeah, it's like they are with
2: Jamie fucking Fox.
0: They are yeah. doing what a real movie studio should do.
2: Uh, Bertie, please. Directed by Todd McFarlane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many? Like, if, if it, if it, wait, is it actually directed oh, by Todd McFarlane? Needs some money after
2: Neil game I've, is literally fucking out of all his money. I believe he is actually going to be the one directing it. Yes. <laughs> I cannot like wait
0: for fucking so many shots of that movie to just be, to just be like the Spawn model in a pose that would work for an action figure.
2: Yeah. All I heard is that he's not oh, wait, doing no, an origin, and it's a movie. That, man.
1: All all of the uh all of the like paneling work for like the shots is conceived like bad nineties comics. <laughs> so he gets Rob Liefeld as like a artistic uh creative designer.
0: Storyboard. Yeah, this, artist, this, yeah. This CG artist, <laughs> uh, the CG artists the C D artists are instructed to remove feet.
1: Yeah or JB Foxx said, Hey can you not have knees? <laughs> No, you need, more, you need more belts and pack and pouches.
0: Would that make the movie better or worse if they intentionally made it terrible like a 90s comic?
1: <laughs> well, considering what the better. first movie was, I don't know. The first movie already seemed like an unintentional comedy, so...
0: <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just imagining now, like, everywhere Spawn goes, he just, anytime he finds a horse, he just kills it. Just to say, like, fuck you, to just say fuck you to Neil Gaiman for, like, for like night spawn, like oh, you're gonna take Angela and fuck me and a miracle man, are you? Well, guess what? Fuck your horses.
1: Yeah, Neil Gaiman can. I love how once he got Angela out of out of, um, he created Angela for Todd McFarlane, fought McFarlane for the rights, and then just gave him to Marvel.
0: Yeah, just full, just, just entirely, just like, hey, Marvel, you want this fucking thing? I don't need it. What the fuck am I gonna do with it? Oh god, that musta. I'm, now, I'm now just seeing uh, like I'm not just McFarlane. seeing like Todd McFarlane on his toilet, like reading through news or whatever, and then he just comes across like a CBR article about how fucking Angela's in the Marvel universe now, and then he just fucking snaps his iPad in half as he just like shits with rage. <sighs> mm. these are the things I like envisioning. Just people with mad yeah. poops.
1: Anyway, I'm fairly certain the the, Mar- the Venom movie is going to be bad. Yeah, probably. The comic will... it'll exist.
0: <laughs> yeah, but hey, we fucking got the title for that new for the next Spider-Man movie. Yay! Yay! And it was revealed accidentally by Tom Holland in on Instagram. It's called Spider-Man: Far From Home.
3: Oh really?
0: Yep, oh. and we're also getting a fucking Morbius, the Living Vampire spinoff. <laughs> yeah, directed by the guy who directed Life, and starring Jared Leto
2: as the vampire. Yeah,
0: as Morbius. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Which well, I mean, to be fair, he
0: looks kind of like him.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a, it's not a stretch. I don't and really also, think there's much of a story there for a fucking movie. Though. There isn't. I mean, yeah, it, it would
1: just be Dracula again, basically. Except, yeah. I, I don't know,
2: Lamer? I, mean, I guess I mean, what, there were some. I guess another Spider-Man
0: great... character is getting his own. The own movie.
2: Silk. Lock, lock. Oh yeah, fuck that! I heard that.
1: That's oh. that's that's Sony's fault though. That's not. Uh, <laughs> that's not Marvel Cinematic. I mean, yet. there's
2: there's the some fault. good Michael Morbius stuff in the Spider-Man animated series from the nineties you can pull from. Yeah. Yeah. That would also require
1: black cat, and I'm almost scared to think what Sony would do with black cat.
0: (laughs) Oh god. Oh god.
2: (laughs) Anyways.
0: In like but well actually to be fair, we're probably gonna be getting black cat in like five years. Once Tom Holland ages up enough so it's not creepy to think of him fucking.
1: Yeah, so that's not like the situation from uh, Ultimate Spider Man. <laughs> the black cat was a full grown woman and he was a teenager, so she vomited on him. It's like, oh god yeah, that I was that was smile. the
0: that was the fucking funniest goddamn thing. <laughs> just yeah, takes off the mask, it goes into the fucking awkward teenager, like pre pucker thing. It's just like Oh god, I'm sorry, I thought you were like we were like thirty Jesus.
2: speaking of ultimate spider-man actually then man uh you remember you talked about that that issue where they had like a two issue editors like apology because they did, like yeah. weird wolverine switch body things yeah because wolverine tried mary to fuck 16 year old mary jane yeah, 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 yeah i i actually ended up reading that finally but as bendis was leaving marvel a few months ago somebody tweeted it i guess like the actual <laughs> I, I guess reader copy of it like a link to it and he, and he made a few comments on it and i'd never read it before and yeah i, I read it that was pretty fucked up. That, that, that issue. I, I thought you were lying when you said that. I was like, this isn't. Oh, it, no. Bro. No, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah.
1: fucked up shit with Peter no, he him no, off. No, <laughs>
2: that know, know. was fucked. Because I've read a bunch of Ultimate Spider Man. I didn't read that
1: issue, though. With, with, Gwen, with Gwen being cloned by Carnage. <laughs>
0: yeah. Dude, that, oh, yeah. Like, fucking. Yeah. Carnage killed Venom. No, sorry. Car- Carnage killed Gwen, like, ate her. And then the Carnage symbiote morphed into a vet, morphed into a Gwen clone.
3: <laughs>
0: and like and like it wasn't like a fucking like eating death where there was nothing left. It was like a fucking burnt out husk of a corpse. Yeah. Uh, and she that. and they still tried to put and they still tried to have Peter go guilty over that. It's like the only reason it was here was because it was hunting me. Yeah. So I killed. So it was like I killed Gwen. Which it's not because. That and fucking Whiplash are not the same thing, bro. Yeah. Anyway, we should. Uh,
1: we've spent, wasted spent enough time talking about nothing.
0: Yeah. So Birdie, first book.
1: <laughs> so now I will talk about nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because Avengers 1 through 3 is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's such a shame,
0: too. It's such a good writer, such a good artist.
1: Yeah. Good combo it the aesthetically it looks fine it's just this this is the Like I, I know part of the the thing about Avengers team ups is that there's like a bunch of unique weird individuals who you don't think would work well together working well together or eventually learning to work well together I don't see this team working there's too much like baked in animosity yeah that they don't seem to want to deal with like. Uh, although, okay, the one moment I liked from issue three, okay, I like two moments. No, one, just one. That's what I say No, I remember two moments. One was bad, <laughs> the other was fun. Uh, I like that sometimes Marvel writers are throwing shade at Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, just fuck that bitch. They <laughs> yeah. fucked her over so hard, and now she sucks.
1: Yeah, like, it, it's a bad sign when Tony Stark has the moral high ground over you to the point where he says, or what, honey, are you gonna put me in a coma again? It's- you son of a bitch, that's not what happened in you. Don't <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it kind of was,
2: Carol. It, it, <laughs> it literally was. Now, is this the whole thing with Alpha Flight, where he's like, aren't you guys supposed to be on top of this shit, or something like that? Like, No, no, this
1: shit? is in Avengers Issue 3. Uh, yeah. Tony and Carol are at odds about how to handle the situation with the dead turtles. And... Right. You, Carol is ordering Tony to listen to her plan and, he, and he says, or what, are you going to put me in a coma again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we going the alpha flight thing. I did. Civil war. Right. Yeah. I, not, not that I was saying, uh, uh, I, I forgot this book still existed. I looked at an issue of champions oh, yeah. and uh, Kamala Khan had to play the moral high ground card on, on Carol because of supervillain is rebuilding glaciers in the Canadian Arctic. Because he's like, I want to conquer this world, but I still want it to be there when I conquer it. <laughs> yeah, but what he's doing is still technically illegal. So Alpha Flight shows up to arrest him. Champion's like, he's helping the environment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I really like Champion still.
1: Yeah, and then Carol's like, look, you can't trust him. He's a worth- he's a villain. You have to trust my mor- my moral codes. Like, you mean like when you started arresting people for preventative justice, and the villain's like. That must have been quite a moral concrete for you, Captain Martha. she's like, shut up, you fucking psychopath.
0: you like that time you fucking literally unleashed a villain on my town. You created a villain. Are you happy about that, Carol?
1: You piece yeah, of shit. And then Carol, and then Carol cr- tries to sidestep. <laughs> it's like, do we really have to do this now? And Cole's like... I thought we were going to deal with the fact that you had no moral compass. Like, yes, we will, but not here and not right now. I'm like, oh fuck you, Carol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god, I want a new Spider Woman book. Yeah, we're yeah. never going to get it, but I want to see what happens with her and fucking Porcupine and Jerry or Jesse, whatever fucking yeah. name his kid.
1: And K- and Carol trying to come over and be an aunt. And yeah, Jesse and like,
0: yeah, and Porcupine's like, fuck off, bitch. Just I know what you fucking did. <laughs> just being a real good just being a real good home dad.
1: Yeah. But uh, no, the moment that um Okay, so even before I read the first 3 issues, I was already a little worried about the way Jennifer Walters was being portrayed in this. And okay, two two big things. One, this isn't even consistent with like the monstrous version of her from her own comic.
0: Nope. This is just because Hulk.
1: this is just the Hulk. And I can sadly say I've read her whole story where she was they were trying to make her the Hulk and it wasn't this. Like she was still technically dumb. She wasn't in she wasn't dumb. She was still technically intelligent, just driven far more by rage and paranoia. Whereas this one's like not Hulk, so enemy.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, like like other Hulk, like other monster Hulk was like defense mechanism almost.
1: Yeah, it was it was a it was a it was like essentially being triggered. Yeah, essentially.
0: Whereas this yeah. is just Hulk.
1: Yeah, just green.
0: Just Hulk, Hulk smash!
1: Yeah.
0: Hulk smash! Puny Ghost Rider.
1: Hulk Hulk have eternal voice in head. Don't like other voice besides Hulk voice. Already have two voices. Hulk not like that. Uh, and the other thing so like like I like I said back when Nico talked about the first issue, first two I think he talked about two issues of this when he talked about it, uh they didn't address the fact that this Carol this Jennifer Walters is not lining up with the way her book ended.
0: Uh huh.
1: And then in this issue they decided to draw attention to that. <laughs> Because they specifically had when when Jennifer when She Hulk shows up, it shoved into. Okay, this is the only joke I kind of liked when uh, Jennifer Walters as she as the Hulked out She Hulk was stuck in the was stuck in the trunk of Jaime Reyes' car.
0: <laughs> oh
1: god! Because there was not enough room in the back seat because Doctor Strange and Black Panther were in there.
0: Wait. Also, it's Robbie Reyes, not Jaime Reyes. Robert Jaime Reyes, Reyes is sorry. Blue Beetle.
1: The Blue Beetle. Sorry, sorry. Wrong Hispanic character named Reyes.
0: <laughs> that guy that constantly gets short-shifted by the fucking publisher. Yeah. We need a good Blue Beetle book. Damn it.
1: Yeah, but I think what, what when so when Carol sees Jen for the first time, she's like, Jennifer, is that you? I thought you had gotten over your whole Hulked out thing with the whole blank dot dot dot. And that's all the attention they draw to it.
0: And then does she go, Hulk, kill Carol?
1: Nope, they never address it again in the issue.
0: Fucking goddamn it! They couldn't give they couldn't give us anything.
1: Nope. What I'm thinking is going to happen is that um, they're either going to just finish this arc and sweep this under the rug at the start of the next one, or somehow have the Eternals fix Jen because otherwise the continuity doesn't line up at all and this version of Hulk's not in- this version of Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk is not interesting enough to continue. At this point they should have just brought back Werewolf Bruce Banner Hulk, which is what the other book he's currently in. <sighs> uh, have you read that yet? Fuck now. Okay, I'm going to have to talk about that next time because that one's a different piece of shit.
0: <laughs> Alrighty, so it looks like Nico got dropped.
1: Yep. But yeah, this is just, this is such a weird example of a great writer and a great artist wasted on really dumb ideas.
0: Which, I'd like to know if these were their ideas or Marvel editorial ideas. Like, how much of it was them? how much of it was editorial?
1: I feel like the team might have been Jason Aaron's idea like so probably like 80 to 90 80, 70 to 80 percent jason aaron's idea and less is, is like dc editorial for what they're talking marvel editorial for what they're trying to push but the problem marvel editorial is that they don't have one hand talking to the other yeah so the editor at no point mentioned to aaron like yeah uh, this isn't the jennifer walters we're going with anymore no one likes this jennifer walters <laughs> and he's like oh uh
0: the fuck did anyone tell me about that then
1: we assumed you knew. We thought you read all Marvel Comics. You do work for Marvel Comics. Don't Why the you hell know? would I read
0: that Hulk book? It was terrible.
1: <coughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, it's just... Like, I, I, I want to blame editorial more because editorial's been screwing up so much on, like, a lot of the characters in their newer books. But some of this has to be on Aaron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I'm not going to hold uh, McGinnis' responsible for any of this, because his art's great. But, uh, it's just... <laughs> if you were going to have this mistake, don't draw attention to it. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Because
1: if you're going to draw attention to it, you then have to explain it. Not just draw attention to it, and then just leave it hanging there. Which is what they did. And, and other than that, it's fine. But, like, like I said... I see no reason for this Avengers team to exist. Iron Man doesn't want to be an Avenger. Cap wants the Avengers to be a thing so he can stop being reminded that he that he was a Nazi. Uh Thor is there. Is just being Thor. <laughs> um Doctor Strange and Black Panther are just doing mysticism shit that just happens to line up with what the Avengers are running into, so mm. Kind of a stretch there. There's literally no t- reason for this team to exist. I, the only reason I, the Hulk's in this at all is because Jaime, Jaime Reyes kept pissing her off. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I will say that I think the the rollout like it feels like I've read three issues and barely it, nothing has happened. And I get sometimes. No, the first this is arc,
1: this is um, but, this feels it, like uh, this, what this. What this reminds me of is the uh, the first arc of the New Fifty Two Justice League. Where mm-hmm. uh, I, I, the characterizations don't work, the plot's kind of s- too simple and boring to be worth mentioning. Um, the uh, the art is once again good because you're. I mean, it's a toss up whether I like Jim Lee or Ed McGinnis better. It depends on the situation, but um, yeah, it's just it. This is such a kind of a lame rollout for the revamp of your core team book, which is sad considering the team in, contr- in control of it.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, uh, once again, my hatred of what they've been doing to Jennifer Walters wins out because they can't, it's, it's bad enough that they did this to Jennifer Walters in her own book in the first place. They're not even consistent with it in this book. She's just dumb Hulk in this. That just makes me, yeah. I want to get angry, but now I'm just depressed and angry. <laughs> Which is not as much fun.
0: Yay! And I helped.
1: Anyway. Damn it, Marvel.
2: So, Nico. Speaking of Marvel... (laughs) Let's try to bring this back up. I didn't read this when it was coming out in issues uh, initially, but this is a really fucking good book, which is now done. Um... So after Jeff Lemire, I guess, wrote his 12-issue arc on Thanos, uh, Donny Cates came in on the last arc, and I was reading that and trade, the Jeff Lemire stuff. His stuff was okay. Uh, did you, either of you guys read this Thanos wins storyline? Uh, no. I did not. Okay, so it's Donny Cates teaming up with uh, Jeff Shaw, his artist that he's teamed up with on God Country and the other book you talked about in the past, uh, Dead Man... Uh, um what was that other book that um uh, the one where he gets uh, high and shit. Um uh, Buzzkill. Oh, Buzzkill, right. Yeah, he, he worked on that and he worked on uh, I think the, the paybacks and he worked on uh God Country with this guy. And uh and they so basically he brought him in to do this arc of Thanos after Jeff Lemire left the book. Uh and it's called Thanos Wins, and essentially and if you're looking for this in trade, like I picked it up, you won't find it as volume three, even though it comes after the Jeff Lemire two volumes of Thanos. They, they, it collects issues 13 to 18, which basically ended the series, but... And the annual, sorry, but they didn't number it. They just called it Thanos wins. I guess they're just basically <laughs> trying to to basically get money uh, uh, with the fact that it's just a Thanos book and that you don't have to you didn't have to have read anything prior to this to jump in, and maybe just maybe they're just using the fact that Donny Cates is kind of like uh, you know making a name for himself right now in terms of like he's one of the newer you know hotter hot writers over at the new Marvel. hot shit. Yeah, pretty much. Anyways, um, yeah, this was very, very good, very fun, and I really enjoyed it. I thought, um, uh, yeah, you so you hadn't didn't have to read Jeff Lemire stuff, which was okay, mediocre compared to I, I say, I think everything else Jeff Lemire does, which is just really, really good. I thought, I think that was just okay, the Thanos book, um, but this this was really good. So basically, it's it's Thanos uh, at the start of it, and it opens up with him explaining that Thanos wins like this is a thing that he does like everyone's got a purpose like in the Marvel universe like Galactus eats planets you know uh th- you know uh this guy does this this guy this other guy does this like he's like Thanos just wins like overall like this he, he just runs shit like there's nobody that can stop Thanos like he you know he basically just tries to drill it through your head like at the start of this book like listen like no one can fuck with Thanos is Thanos so then and then they go into this story which um, a, a character I thought I was really maybe stupid if you describe it to somebody, but he's basically gonna now spin off into his own mini series starting next week. Is the Cosmic Ghost Rider, and the Cosmic Cosmic Ghost Rider turns out to be, as you find out, uh, uh, Frank Castle, the Punisher, in the future. He comes oh. from the future. Comes from the future. He's got the power Cosmic now that he got from uh, Silver um, uh, from Thanos. Uh, and basically, or from Silver Surfer, and he comes from the future to the past to basically, uh, g- grab Thanos in our present day and bring him to the future to meet his future self. And, oh, Christ. Yeah. And then Thanos in the future is basically like, like old King Conan, kind of like he's sitting on this throne. He's kind of, you got a big, long, uh, old beard. I'm and, so bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's pretty much it. He's pretty much like, I've basically destroyed everybody. I and. from miles and miles. <laughs> and there's nothing. I should start to farming. <laughs>
3: uh, valley
1: consumes me.
3: <laughs> Man, if
1: only <laughs> I knew how to, how to farm, that I could start growing weed.
2: Something. It's so a dank
0: cosmic herb.
2: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yes he's a weed farmer that's what's yeah, going on he's, he's, he's got
0: to grow up the, D, the space DEA's been after him for a while but they can never fucking get him
1: <laughs> he's always upset that Squirrel Girl and Galactus get baked without him
2: it's like guys you, kept, you keep eating all my edibles <laughs> Um. so he basically says to him like you know uh, I've Taken over everybody everything. I've killed everybody. Of course, it's for death once again because that's Thanos. Like he's tried to kill everybody in the future and is yeah, uh, you know, grown bored. And there's only one person that he can't take out. And 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 therefore he's brought Thanos, his younger self, back from the past. Because the only other person that can help Thanos defeat this person is himself, obviously. <laughs> so he so they, young Thanos and old Thanos have to team up. To beat the Silver Surfer in the future, who is basically the only person left at this point in time, and the Silver Surfer it has fucking Thor's hammer, which is pretty fucking awesome. I
0: <laughs> cannot really get behind this idea, especially the I title, because Thanos, in my mind, from what I from what I read in a single panel once, that Thanos has a psychological predisposition to losing. Mm-hmm. Like like one of the like one of the things I read about Thanos the which was one of the only things I read about Thanos before more shit started yeah. coming out was that Thanos
2: subconsciously lost all of those fights. So they actually they they delve into that in this a bit. Actually, they talk about the fact that he lost to the superhero so many times in his past because there's a scene and and they talk they, they touch they on that actually killed Deadpool. <laughs> um, but then I guess the, his love for Fucking death cuggles. or whatever. <laughs> but no, that, that's why <laughs> he doesn't um, kill him.
0: Was because he like didn't Thanos make him immortal so that he could never go to see death? Who's this Deadpool? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm pretty sure like
2: Thanos I made Deadpool immortal. Okay, but he basically so the Punisher, who's now this cosmic Ghost Rider, is basically he talks like Deadpool. He's 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 a crazy fuck. Like he's insane. Like he writes him like a Deadpool type character but essentially over time his excuse for that is I kind of went back and forth and whether or not I liked that because the first when he shows up he's acting all wacky and, and he basically flat out tells you the narration's just like yeah this guy's fucked like he's just like he's crazy and I'm just like really? I'm like well, this does not sound like Frank Castle even if it is for him for the future and he goes into oh, explain on.
1: Frank, uh, Frank Castle's been Frankenstein he can be anything he <laughs> wants he's been an angel of purgatory
0: yeah Frank Castle is whatever the writer Need him to be that is violent,
2: yeah. So they basically go on to talk about the fact that, um, he uh, Thanos in the past he tried to uh take out everybody uh on earth, and and if Punisher had said, you guys are gonna love this. Punisher said to himself as he was going down after he was killing basically all the heroes in Marvel Universe, one of the last people that he was falling down to Th- Thanos, he said, Oh, I would give anything to beat this purple uh, piece of shit. And then Mephisto shows up. Anything? (laughs) And Mephisto... Even the marriage of these two people? Anything
0: you say, (laughs) even if that meant your boner for death.
2: Yeah, so he's... he zips him away from death, Mephisto, and basically make, makes him Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Then, after the world is destroyed, everyone gets killed by Thanos. He's the only one left, and he basically zooms around the Earth for years with nobody else to kill and take vengeance out on, even Mephisto being gone at this point, and he basically dry, uh, goes insane. So then, by the time Galactus shows up to devour the planet, uh, or he offers the planet to him after Galactus couldn't beat Thanos, he runs to Earth trying to find Richards, read Richards, because he thinks that he may be able to help him, but of course, everyone's dead on Earth at this point, he shows up, and that's where he gets the power cosmic from, Galactus, he's like, okay, I'll be your herald, uh, You, uh, I hate that fucking piece of shit more than you, uh, uh, Thanos, then you take me to him, and I'll help you kill him. So he brings him to him and then he makes a deal with Thanos, Cosmic Ghostwriter, and then he ends up working for him, becomes like his lackey pretty much. And and then, you know, that's the flashback stuff. And then it goes to the fact that the whole Thanos and his future and past self have to try to beat Silver Surfer uh, to appease uh, Death and basically so he can, you know, obviously marry her like he's been... Asking for all these years
1: Baby I've killed so much What do you want
2: Please just suck it's, my dick
1: <laughs> It's
0: essentially, all I want is get that bony shit down here And give me a give me a fucking knob job I need this give
1: me, give me dick necrosis It's my thing Look at my fucking
0: hands They are too ribbed to do this properly And they're ribbed the wrong
2: way of course they don't ever. They don't use the skeleton death anymore. They use that fucking the hot death that looks kind of like the vertigo death. I guess now bullshit. The, yeah, death, I wish they, you, d- be death be the, should be the lady the body death. and fucking skull. I wish. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, could, it should be the
1: death from sounds like the death from the Deadpool video game.
0: Yeah, with, with the de Delos Muerto's face. Yeah, it should no. What is it, it? Should be just fucking what Deadpool fucking married and lived with for a few months while he was dead. <laughs> Just fucking banging
2: body, but a skull. So, in the end, because Thanos can never please death, of course, Cosmic ah, Ghost Rider ah. gets killed. Uh, the Thanos is... use that reality out- like, give yourself a bigger dick, boy! <laughs> <laughs> Thanos takes out the Silver Surfer, the two of them together, and then he sees death appear after not appearing for years upon years he hasn't seen her so then she appears and she's in the wedding gown or a gown a black gown and he's like oh finally my love you know you've come and he thanks his younger self and he's basically like yeah you know i'm gonna send you back and then she looks at them and she's like he's like what he's like say something he's like what do you expect and obviously she expected he, he, them to fight to the death yeah. and one of them yeah to, for him to kill himself Yeah, yeah because the, the that's way, the ultimate the you sacrifice good to kill yourself Because death is never happy, and she expects him to basically kill himself even for her. Yeah, if you want to rattle her fucking bones, yeah, (laughs) you got to get up in. In doing so, though, the the past Thanos he basically instead of killing him just returns back to his own time, fucking him over, and basically saying to him. Guess what? I'm never going to become you. I'm going to take every mo- make every move a different I'm going to make every different move differently now. Basically erasing him from existence essentially. And there and then he looks at death and he starts phasing out and ends up dying the old Thanos. And so, then death- So
1: Thanos Christmas caroled himself. Oh my god. That
2: is incredible and kind of terrible. I, I loved this book. I had, it's. I know it sounds fucking ridiculous, but it was so wacky and comic booky and written well, and the art was great. And I love that. And this is the only type of character I think this would work but with. Thanos, like, something... <laughs> <like> Christmas
1: <so. laughs> caroled himself, and was his own ghost of Christmas future.
2: Yeah, it was a hell of a lot of fun. And
1: death was the ghost of Christmas present. <laughs> so then since
0: Thanos technically killed himself, would death like go back and like fucking ride him?
1: <laughs> Maybe in the but past. But then he came back to life and doesn't remember it because you can only remember fucking yeah. death when you're dead. So Maybe
2: like, in oh, the past. God, but then the last page is, the like, last captions in the book were pretty awesome. It said, uh, "Why?" Uh, uh, he basically says, uh, uh, why it will end the same way every story that has ever been told has ended with death. Death and nothing more. And then you basically see Death, like, holding a black rose. Because he realizes it wasn't a wedding dress. She was basically wearing this because it was the funeral of, of Thanos, like, at the end, right? Did and he really she, need
0: that fucking... Did he... <laughs> did Thanos, the death-obsessed motherfucker, not know the difference between a wedding gown and a funeral gown? He, he did not. Because it's Death, it, it, it was it, all black. Tim Burton weddings. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, even then, there is a very clear difference between... Even if it's black between a wedding she dress had a and a bill. funeral gown.
2: It looks like a wedding dress, to be fair. But he basically Let me says, look at a picture of this thing, goddammit. Yeah. It looks like a wedding dress, but then uh uh he basically says though, uh, you know, oh no, you're not this is not a wedding dress. You're wearing uh and then like he kind of just like, Oh, you aren't dressed for a wedding, are you? And then she just kinda Death never says anything. Like, you know, death doesn't ever say anything in, this, in these books,
1: right? She it's only says like, things to
2: deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz Deadpool's the only one she fucking likes. Um I really like this Cosmic Ghost rider character too though. He's spitting off into me. Mid- oh, and the Hulk was in this too. The Hulk was stuck around and he basically was this guy that he he tortured and left in his pit and basically um like, you know, fed people to him, I guess, but he basically kept begging and for Why
1: does Marvel hate the Hulk now? Yeah.
2: Because he fucking does. Everyone hates him. He is no, just No, but the Hulk keeps pleading for him to kill him, though. Like he he's he he's basically his dog in this. Like he uses him as like a pet. Like it's fucked up. And and he was basically like you know kill me, please. Like don't like stop this. And Silver Surfer, because you know their connection of knowing each other over the years, he comes and saves him at the end of this, but then gets killed himself. So <laughs> like, so like you know. Anyways, it, there's a lot of death. It's a Thanos book. What can I say? Yeah, <laughs> but, that's. Um, that's I really Thanos enjoyed do. it though. I mean, if you like the character and you just know him from the movie, I would definitely check this out. I, I really liked it. Um, but be ready for some wild, wacky, alternate future-type Marvel shit. And basically him just taking a bunch of crazy-ass ideas and throwing everything against the wall <laughs> and see what <laughs> uh, I You know, I liked it. Um, I, I'm going to read this Cosmic Ghostwriter book, too. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, I like it. Anyways. Alrighty. Are you, were you looking that uh, wedding dress up? <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I couldn't find it. Okay, we couldn't find a good image of it. Right, and okay. I'm assuming, and I'm assuming, um, Birdie, that the reason that Marvel hates the Hulk is because Universal won't fucking submit.
1: I guess
0: it's like, oh, we can't make our own movie about you, but you're still part of one of our biggest franchises. Well, guess what? Suck my nuts, <laughs> Universal. You want it? You want to get? You want this fucking to happen? Give us our fucking character or fail enough so that we can buy you. Disney bitch.
1: I'm honestly surprised Universal hasn't given the rights back. Is it just because they get so many residuals from him, the Hulk, showing up in movies?
0: Probably. Probably, like, like probably them, probably the money they get from the Hulk showing up in movies is more than they could ever get from making their own movie based on performances of previous movies and the fact that they don't really, and the fact that their own fucking movies bomb so often. Remember, they made the Dooku, the dark universe, cinematic universe that failed after one movie. You mean the Dooku that's Dookie? <laughs> yeah, the Dookie Dooku. Anyway, uh, so moving on. My next book, Bonehead. So this is a interesting little book. Uh, so it's set in a future, a very far distant future. Uh, cops look like Judge Dredd. Uh, there's all kind of shit happening, and there is this subculture of people I think called Boneheads that are just dudes running around in masks. All of them have their, all of them have like their own specially designed fucking masks. Um, they all have like the same kind of base design to them, but then they then they change them up. Uh, like our main guy that we're following around, he just seems to have like a base model. This says like the number 56 imprinted on it. But you got dudes who have once dressed up like fucking black, like jack-o'-lanterns. We have one that was introduced in issue three dressed up like a samurai. And they're this whole subculture of people that kind of exist out there. Um, And there is this one legendary one among them called Black Death. Who is just like the fucking bee's knees. Everybody fucking knows his name. And he is actually a cop. Like, he he is a cop who went, like, like stopped being a bonehead and started doing cop shit. Uh, Then his brother began training a new guy to be essentially the next Black Death. And it is this big, weird world that I kind of like. Like, story-wise, I'm not having, like, a great time, like actually figuring out what is the through line here, what is going to be happening. It just needs to be, it just needs to be Black Death coming out of retirement. Meanwhile, new Black Death is just is. Mm. But I'm finding it interesting enough so far, like the characters, they'll have like all the guys with the bonehead masks on, they seem fun and the bonehead mask well, they don't do great for like, you know, emoting. Uh, they are visually unique enough that I that I can like tell them all apart. They have unique designs to them that I like. Uh, some of them are a bit much and don't really gel with the world, but that's kind of how these things go. Um, the world itself kind of reminds me of what if Judge Dredd was cleaner? Because like it's in the it's in that big megacity. Kind of thing that Dread okay, is in. Okay,
1: so it's a it's a apocalyptic slum city with big towers, but just does, does it look as grimy as Judge Dread.
0: Uh, I don't, I don't think it's like some big slum city. Like it is like it's a mass city that people seem to live in, and there is a like underclass which I which look like the look like the boneheads of the underclass, or some kind of weird like slum society because they issue three. The entirety of it takes place in like a place of rock pillars where they play this weird fucking keep away ball game.
3: Hmm.
0: and yeah like like i said i don't have a th- i don't have a good through line for it i don't know where it's going i don't know even really what story it's telling hmm. but design wise i like it uh character wise um well like design wise for characters uh, anybody who doesn't have a mask on their face is very angular like it's a lot of, like very like harsh edges and sharp fucking noses and shit also, a lot of sideburns. People in this world, people in this world, especially cops, massive sideburns.
1: I guess the sixty, the seventies, and eighties are coming back in a weird way. Like, so the eighties never like eighties styling seemed to be coming back.
0: Yeah. Um, writing wise, uh, dialogue is the dialogue's fine with a lot of with a lot of guys. Um, we've yet to really get like any kind of super deep character stuff with uh with any of these characters um like and like I said the plot I'm not sure where it's going mm-hmm. so I probably have a few more issues in me with this thing before I drop it off not because it's like super terrible or anything I just I have a problem sticking with books where I can't find a plot
1: mm-hmm. or if the plot's stupid
0: that too <laughs> but so far bonehead's doing pretty all right
2: who publishes this? Uh Top Cow. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's part of their glitch imprint, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, it was um yeah, written by Brian Edward Hill with art by um Rolf oh, Marcellius.
2: Okay. Yeah, that guy's writing a little bit more and more, it seems, these days. That he's writing that um that Wildstorm tie in book that won um Michael Cray, and I think he's also the new writer on Detective right now, or he's gonna be. Yeah. Okay.
0: Hmm. Yeah, this is pretty alright. Um Honestly, like looking at it again, it kinda feels like it's designed for merchandise. Hmm. But yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll see where this goes. Well at least I will. Hmm. Anyway. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, so that's Bonehead. Anyway, Birdie.
1: Alright, well, I'm going to save the thing I really want to talk about for last, which I guess Dead Man's doing the same thing. So, um. I guess let's talk about Plastic Man. Alrighty. Yeah. Which, um. It's fine.
0: Is that the Gail Simone Plastic Man?
1: Yeah, it's the Gail Simone uh, six issue miniseries where Plastic Man has. <laughs> okay. Given the plot of this, the character that's interacting with him the most in the first issue is either evil or an idiot, because a government agent says, Plastic Man, we need you for an undercover operation. You have a unique (laughs) set of skills that we need.
0: You can turn into a red and yellow duck. Let's go, bro. (laughs) We need you to fight ISIS. (sighs) <sighs> okay, so I guess before we get any deeper, um, the only thing I've really seen for this book is the cover image. And that cover image did not instill me with a lot of confidence about this being the kind of Plastic Man I want to see.
1: Mm-hmm. Which means what, exactly?
0: I like Plastic Man when he is fun and almost a cartoon. Well, basically a cartoon. I like him when he's cartoon. And on the cover image, yeah. he is incredibly serious.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so... He, I, it's kind of half and half with that because um, the main character uh, like Plastic Man he does make a lot of jokes and he apparently um, moonlights as the uh, boss of a sleazy uh, titty bar in his hometown. <laughs> and the, <laughs> and Okay, so the part that bo- that bothers you, that's gonna bother you at least for fun. So, but so, is that Plastic Man appears to be dealing with PTSD mm. in that uh, the in, in the in the on the day mm. of the incident where he became Plastic Man, uh, there was gunfire and a man ended up dead. And according to the cops and the ga- and the gangs, Eel O'Brien mm. is responsible for that man's murder, mm. which. I don't think that's true, but. Right. (laughs) That that seems to be going to be an underarm. under. uh, a subplot in this.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: The rest of it seems like um, kind of a contrived, hilarious takedown of Super Serious Comics because the plot of it is that a government agent comes to Plastic Man for help because she believes that. Aliens have invaded and uh, replaced important people in all aspects of society, including the Justice League, and they can't be trusted. So you, Plastic Man, are the one we can trust most to handle this
2: operation. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I didn't envision a Plastic Man be- series being like this. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the first issue ends with him being framed for murder, so, I don't know what to make of this at this mm. point. But, yeah. I mean, it's a six-issue mini. I like Gail Simone. I like Plastic Man. This one, I'm willing to give more of a benefit of a doubt.
2: Well, well correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the, like the original Plastic Man like a bank robber or something like that? You, yeah, no,
1: Eel O'Brien was a right. petty thief before right. he became Plastic Man, and with it, Batman's help, managed to mostly right. go straight.
2: Are they maybe trying to tap into something like that for this book, or like maybe. I don't know? I mean, yeah. like,
1: it's not, they have tapped into stuff like that before. Like even Brave, Batman, Brave and the Bold, managed mm. to have some uh, lighthearted stuff, mm. and also some heavy stuff with him. With like when talking about Kite Man, the guy, sure. the villain who. Brian was a t- essentially a h- a henchman for
2: right. It's just it's kind of a weird aside though, being that this is coming out at the same time as the Terrifics book, and then in the Terrifics book, it's completely different tone. Like it is more like the yeah. Y well, key.
1: actually, that's part of the reason I read this because I sure. want
2: more plastic, more man?
1: real Plastic Man, and this yeah. is not really that.
2: Yeah, that uh,
0: looks looks like it's, if you want to get some more real Plastic Man, you're gonna look to injustice.
3: Oh well, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm actually yeah, looking well, that, through and, a thing there. Well, injustice is,
1: seems to be, uh, aside from Wonder Woman, Injustice seems to know how every DC character in this universe would act. Yeah. It's right. just Wonder Woman who they keep fucking over.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's weird, but like, yeah, I'm actually looking through a thing right now. Just Plastic Man's great. Like, it's, like as it's a fucking kid in this. This kid gets arrested. He goes to break him out of prison. And then to do that, it's like, hey, you'll never get the key. He just shoves his fist in there, uses his middle finger to make a key. <laughs> and like if this does a really great job of being the whole like of being the like serious and like a good mix of serious and cartoony because Plastic Man he fucking moves like a cartoon he looks like a cartoon but it's done using the Injustice art style and tone
1: yeah and again I don't think again I don't think this is a uh, a bad book and I it's just, it's hard to tell what tone it's going for overall. Like right after, like in the scene where the, uh, the, the spy shows up in O'Brien's, in Plastic Man's place asking for help. Um, he's like, uh, could you turn around while I put some clothes on? And she's like, I, I know a, a good agent does not turn her back on a criminal. She's like, oh, well, if you insist. He's like, is that your dick? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, it can be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> Uh, No, I guess I will turn around. That's what I was saying. (laughs) (sighs) So there's enough of that to make me think this is going to be more like a Plastic Man story I want. But to be fair, I don't want it to be too wacky. Because I read the original Plastic Man comic from, like, the 90s. Mm. And that was, like, Ren and Stimpy. (laughs) Mm.
0: Yeah, it's a fine line with Plastic Man. Like, Plastic Man, the best is... He is—he's this weird middle line of I'm a real person, but also a cartoon. Yeah, you can't—you can't, you can't mm-hmm. go too hard because you can't go too hard or too little. <laughs> Gotta like weave that line.
2: Yeah, i, I think I mentioned that we talked about it last episode because we talked about the GLA Morrison a bit there uh, last episode. I think that Joe Kelly stuff, Plastic Man in his GLA run after Morrison, I think that was a really good...
1: Oh, no, uh, no. Jo- jo- uh, Plastic Man's presence at the JLA was fine.
2: Yeah. No, that's but, what I'm that saying. Did, I'm saying that was a yeah. good... That's a good version of him where yeah. he's wacky, saying, but uh, he's also but, powerful.
1: And like, what is you know, it, the re- book? Um, to, the Kyle Baker run from the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's 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 just straight up Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um, This book is if I had to judge the whole series by this one, it's kind of middling. It's hard to tell too much at this point. Mm-hmm. I But, but uh, the combination of the writer, the com- the character, and to a certain extent the artist, because the art actually is pretty good in this for both cartoony and more serious tone. Like the, the tone of the artwork is not quite the same as what the tone of the, uh, the cover is. Like, there's a little of it, but it if it, it's kind of again like you said about tone thing dead man it's kind of hit and miss so i have to figure out what tone it's going to go for overall before i can give this book a better judgment
0: Alrighty.
2: okay uh so my last book is the magic order number 1 which is the first mark miller netflix show because now that they've bought Miller World and all his properties, I guess he's uh. playing through Image and everything. So this is, I think I heard it was going to be the first show that they're going to have on there. Which I don't like because I, Mark Miller has always written, written these miniseries in mind as basically movie tv pitches and that's great for him that it worked out and he was able to sell that good for him i guess but the fact of the matter is now we haven't even seen this one on netflix yet and he's basically already writing this with with that in mind
1: yeah well netflix is weird in that they keep throwing money at stuff and most of the time we don't really understand why they're throwing money at it Mm. Like sometimes you have something kind of surprising and awesome, like uh, the Hollow. If Dead Man, if you've seen that at all on Netflix, it's it,
0: yeah. We just talked about it in this week's episode of the Movies Podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I was the only thing that's bad about that is the running animation is terrible, but uh, the ending. I don't know how I feel about the ending. It
0: was dog shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's. We can talk about that uh, if I ever, if need be, I can come on the. Uh, we can talk later, we can talk on the movies podcast if you want to have me on that again. But, uh, um, but uh, on the other hand, you have shit like Sword Guy the animation, which <laughs> Mark, which Netflix contracted an anime studio to make, mm. and it is the it is like Edge Lord Spawn levels of stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I didn't even know that was a thing. That sounds terrible.
1: <laughs> well, it doesn't help that it's spelled G A I sword right. guy. Just <laughs> get it. He's a sword yes, I guy, get it. I get and his it. name is Guy. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. God, I hurt.
1: I <sighs> oh, do <God. sighs> haven't watched it, Dead <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: I just. I just. Like, I know, like, a lot of his other things have, I've, I've read like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was basically he was trying to get things optioned, but now the show isn't even out, but they've announced it, and we're kind of going into this book knowing that. I kind of just didn't like that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really enjoyed it better if they kind of, it's kind of like now, like, you know, that he's writing it for the show, essentially. Like, I just, you know, but anyways, that's just a, 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 a that's just a me thing, I guess. I just, that kind of bugged me. Um, but it's pretty basic premise. This thing, I didn't. I didn't mind it. Olivier Co- Coipel, uh, he's a really good artist. You know, he's worked on lots of things at Marvel. Uh, Mark Millar continues to bring fucking fantastic artists on these, these books that he's pumping out of image. Uh, this is no no different. He's great. Great. As long as home. he doesn't
1: make Stuart Eminem retire from working with him too much, I mm. can I can tolerate. Well.
2: They did mention doing another Empress book, but the fact of the matter is, like, yeah, like you said, if he's kind of put drawing on the back burner and he knows he's going to be getting money in, money in from Empress, what's that?
1: Don't don't get rid of Stuart Eminem.
2: No, I'm not. (laughs) Who said that? I'm saying you did. I never said that. I'm saying if he himself said he's putting drawing aside for now. I'm saying it sucks that he knows that there's going to be money coming in from, em- yeah, no, from and, Empress. And, and
1: I'm taking that to mean that you want Stuart Eminem to go away. No I, I love, that.
2: no, I love Stuart Eminen. So anyways, no. <laughs> I never said that. Uh, anyways. Put
1: that
2: on me. <laughs> uh, this is basic, pretty basic. And I would say that the thing I didn't love about this also is the fact that this is more of uh, the Mark Millar of old in tone. It's oh. very... Yeah, it's very dark this and, the, and violent.
1: It's uh, the sewing wombs into daughters. Uh,
2: so uh, I'll, I'll describe the opening scene to you. It opens with two people across the street from my house, uh, basically using magic to direct uh, uh, a child who, while their parents are sleeping, uh, he orders him to basically go into the kitchen unknowingly, grab a, a knife and put it through the father's head. Oh, Mark Millar's back. Yeah. This is kind of the wanted kick-ass kind of tone Mark Millar that well, he, what was the book I have read? Nemesis. Nemesis. Nemesis.
1: That
2: Nemesis. kind of shit. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, that's yeah, he, how the book he, yeah, opens up. The book so this- the book where the not Batman takes a takes a fucking Department of Justice officer's son, gay son and daughter, impregnates the daughter with the gay son's sperm and then mm. rigs her womb to collapse. They try to abort the
2: fetus. Yeah, it was fucked up. one. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, Nemesis. Thought, I'm,
1: sure, I'm sure he thought it was funny in a dark way. I just mm-hmm. thought it was grotesque. It
2: was too much. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but yeah, this is the type of Mark Millar. This isn't the Huck Mark, Mark Millar <laughs> that you're getting in <laughs> this one. Um, oh, awesome. uh, he got over his trauma from Man of Steel. Fuck. Right. <laughs> It was, but other than that, it was pretty basic in the sense that it's basically oh, wait, man, it's two, two two magic families or like a society, I guess, of magic people trying to take out this family called the Moonstones. And throughout this first issue, you basically meet uh, all the members of that family, which I think it's like three brothers, sorry, two brothers and a daughter and a father, which are basically magicians. Kind of like they kind of do the Zatanna thing. They they kind of do shows, but then they are actually do have real magic powers. Uh-huh. Uh, and essentially there's this other group, I guess they're the Magic Order which is why it's called the Magic Order and, and but there's another secret society of people who you see the two of them at the start, you find out those are the ones that basically killed that person in that building uh, and, and they're basically, they show up at the funeral of this guy with the family all there, so you know, uh, so then they know that they, there's a, an, an issue now, and and that they're just becoming open to the public with it, that, yeah, we're basically the ones that are gonna start taking you guys out, like, they're very open with it, and, and so now it's basically gonna be this family against this secret society, against some sort of magic duel off of some sort, I don't know, so it's ba- pretty basic, we've seen it many times in other things, and, and, um you know, it's okay. I didn't mind it. I thought it was alright, but it's definitely not, like I said, no going into this, if you're going to check it out, it's dark in tone. It's that type of Mark Millar. It's written for a TV show and it's pretty basic, the premise, in that sense. So it was middling, like Bury just said. <laughs> Let's just say the least. I, I You know, I, I'll probably end up reading the next issue still. I mean, these are always like five, six issue series anyways, the ones he does, so. Um, but it was okay. Anyways, ma- magic order. Alrighty then. Yeah. Uh so moving on to my final
0: book. Uh, this little book. Some of you might not have heard of it. It's called Black Sad.
1: Yeah. What is it? Um, so it's
0: a it's a book about furries.
1: Oh really? So there's like there's like animals fucking and stuff?
0: Yeah, some some of them there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> yeah, there, there actually are some panels of fucking. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, no. In the first story, there's fucking.
0: Yeah. And then there is more kind of devastating fucking in one of the later stories. <laughs> yep. God, I feel so bad for that woman. Yeah. She just wanted to see Niagara Falls, man. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Black Sad. Um, Nico talked about it uh, last episode.
2: No, Birdie did. Birdie. did. Oh, I've read it. I've My also apologies. read it, but yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, is a noir is a noir series um, set in a world where everyone is animals. Mm-hmm. And it follows a guy, John Blacksad. He is a cat in a private eye.
1: As, a World War II vet.
0: Yeah, and a World War II vet. Um, yeah, it's set post-World War Two.
1: It's like, yeah, late 40s, early 50s.
0: Yeah. They even have their own American Nazi party. It's called the Arctic Circle, and that is amazing. I, I love elements like that. I love the like very specific world building that this happens in, because because like it, it draws real life parallels. Obviously, uh, we have you know the Arctic Circle Nazis, uh, which are any animals from the Arctic that have pure white fur. So like polar bears, um, some breeds of foxes, dogs, stuff like that. Just anybody that is one hundred percent black. Anybody that one hundred percent black. I'm sorry, one hundred percent white. I stopped myself from saying black, then said black. Yeah, anybody <laughs> that Orient is pure, anybody that is pure white, they consider themselves like, oh yeah, we are the superior race. We are clean. We are pure. We aren't like any of you fuckers. And then you have the black claws, which are the black panthers, which are all black creatures. You know, some you know the, the one that we the one that we saw was a stallion and a couple other animals. But what's great is. Like so, like so, Black Sad is a black cat, but he has like a little like white goatee, basically like some cats have. Mm. They try, they tried to paint over like when his, when they came into the store that they were robbed, <laughs> that they were like fucking up. They saw that and it's like, oh, we got some white on you. He put like the horse dips his fingers in like fucking oil and tries to paint over the white oil with oil. <laughs> and it's just this small little thing, like stuff like that, that I just fucking love. I love. That they aren't just doing the lazy thing of copy and pasting their of their ideas into this world from like real life stuff. It is they are taking real life stuff and si- and thinking, okay, how does this make sense with our world?
1: I mean, it doesn't, but it's.
0: <laughs> I fucking love that shit, man.
1: Like, no, yeah, I race- understand. I understand. I thought it's cool too. It just doesn't make sense even in their own world.
0: No, it doesn't really, because like race isn't really a. Thing for animals,
1: yeah. Like, the closest I can tell to like, if it was species, who are I can coded understand it as black, but it's random,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, if it was speciesism, I can understand, like, that—that that is, that is a thing that happens fucking throughout animal stories. Just, oh, you're a fucking whatever, get fucked, but it's not that, it's just, hey, we are white, thus good, you are not white, thus bad. But and so it's so a while like the direct parallel doesn't make sense. It, I get what they're going for, and I and I like what I like the effort they put into actually making it work enough.
1: Yeah, no, they conceived of a world where this is a thing.
0: Yeah, that's great. I fucking love that. But yeah, and the writing itself is very solid. It is all the noir mysteries work as just straight noir, even if these weren't animal people. Like all the mysteries they have set up, um, all work for the time period. They all have like suitably labyrinthine plots to them. Like a, like a lot of them involve like like there's one that was in that was involving like fucking nuclear war and the Cold War and shit, but mounting with mounting tensions with Russia. There was there was one where like two daughters tried to get revenge on their father by having one of the daughters marry him. mm Hmm. It was a big fucking thing. Yeah, they. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. It's so fucking no, it good. There's enough thought put into this that it isn't just, hey, what if people were animals? What if people were animals?
2: I wonder how much there still is that Dark Horse hasn't published. I know that there yet. are at least two more volumes. Okay, because there's three out right now that I have, but yeah, there are. I know there's more. Yeah, it's I dark. Yes,
1: Horse dark it's just, released... I think it's just a matter of them translating them. I don't. Right. I haven't checked the because Sp- this is a Spanish release translated mm-hmm. and published in the states and Canada by Dark Horse. Well, so, so I, actually, I think, you think it's thing.
0: just it is a the Spanish book released in French.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, because because uh, the because the book is written by. Um, Juan Diaz Canales and drawn by um, Juanio Guarnido. I am butchering those names, and I am sorry. Uh, two Spanish, au- two Spanish authors, um, and it's published by a French publisher called Dargode. Hmm. Yeah, and they are mainly targeting the French market. Hmm. But yeah, so in the so in the US. Um, there were there have been three volumes released. Uh, the first volume is just a big hardcover that covers the first three stories, which are Somewhere in the Shadows, Arctic Nation, and Red Soul. Then they released a Silent Hell and Amarillo separately as two as their own individual issues, own individual volumes. Um, but there was supposedly a sixth and seventh volume released in French in 2016. Uh, but no. No English release was set for those,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so we don't know if that if that'll ever be coming. That's disappointing.
2: I fucking hope it does because yeah.
0: motherfucker, this book is so goddamn good.
2: Yeah, I think it's something that not. Uh more people need to know about. Yeah. So if you are a listener of this show, definitely go support this, sh- this book. Cause it's, it's yeah. great stuff. Yeah.
0: Check out black sad. Um, all three volumes are available right now from a uh, published through dark horse. Oh,
2: priced too, actually Yeah, very fairly priced for a hardcover. Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Anyway. Yeah. I, I, I goddamn love this book. The, car- the characters yeah, yeah. are the characters are suitably <laughs> noir. Uh, the the, bu- the book like the book handles the noir stuff very well, but it never gets like super fucking dark like some noir stuff can. It is like all, all the animals are drawn very well and like drawn re- and drawn really well for how they're how what they're going for. Um, some of the animal women are a lot more just. You guys ever see the Goofy movie?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're gonna say. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're closer to um, what was her name, Roxanne, Roxy, Rox?
1: Roxy, yeah, the yeah. the they're girl lot... who's now an investigative reporter in the Ducktail series.
0: Yeah, they're a lot closer to Roxy from Goof from the Goofy movie than than they are than they are like a uh, they are the like a, like itself. other Disney things where it's where they're more, where they're more animalistic. Yeah,
1: it, it seems to depend on the species because like the deer are very very deer. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, but like cats the especially does,
1: the bucks, the cat, yeah, the cats, the cats are more like straight up furries, yeah. Although Which is the what males, get, the males to have it less than the females, yeah, but,
0: yeah. Uh, the males are very much just, hey, this is a cat with a man body,
1: yeah. Even the police chief's wife has a bit of the furry thing going on, yeah. Whereas Although,
0: uh, the women, some of them are very much, hey, I am a person with an animal nose and ears, yeah. Like uh like the like the one from the first case that we see in the first book and in I believe a silent hell with Alma Mare. She is definitely no, in that no, same country. No, of camp.
1: S- Silent Hell was in New Orleans. Alma Mare was in the third story in the first one. Right,
0: you know? yeah. That was Red Soul. Right, that was Red Soul.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you know, Connie's.
0: Yeah. Goddamn communists coming over here taking our potates.
1: <laughs> Making our Dalmatians dig their holes. You motherfuckers.
0: Dalmatians shouldn't be digging their own bomb shelters. They should be digging for bones.
1: <laughs> I, I, okay, but from that story, Red Soul, it probably had the most haunting image from that whole volume to me, other than the when Black Sad killed the frog, um, <laughs> or was it a lizard? I don't. It's a reptile. It was a lizard. It's cold yeah. Um, the image of the uh, the owl as he just. Walks through a playground after having been exposed as a major Nazi scientist in the public eye. Yeah, that uh, just haunted he looks.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's this book does really great haunted looking people.
1: Which it's a noir story; it has they to need to.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a prerequisite of noir. Motherfucker's got to look haunted.
1: Yeah, and uh. they do it. The arts. Immensely detailed. The stories are rich and engaging. And it was interesting to see a Spanish person use... I think I actually know which archive they pulled from for Silent Hell. Because I read the the backstory and they said where they pulled archive stuff from for the Canal Street in the 1950s. Uh-huh. And yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that's what it would have looked like. It, it, it would have it been the same... Not the same kind of tacky and polished for tourists, but tacky and over polished for tourists. Because that's what Canal mm-hmm. Street is. Yeah. Particularly yeah. that stretch of it.
2: Yeah. This is a rare occasion where we all really like the book.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the art very detailed. It's rare to see very detailed art using watercolors.
1: Almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, that makes sense in this case because the guy started out as a painter.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> both of them were like former Disney dudes, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you can, if you look at, if you you've bought the volumes, Dead Man, so you can see his um, his sketching process, and what he does for sketches. I I think there's a, there are those in the first book. I know they're in Silent Hell, and the way he conceives of the the pictures. Yeah, it's it's not traditional comic book art, even if it has the the format.
0: Yeah. Oh, God.
1: So I want this guy to just keep making stuff, but this is probably going to be like um, uh, Big Red One. Where,
0: yeah, just we get, uh, we get a new issue every fucking year.
1: If we're lucky. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Also, uh, fucking, I forgot to mention, like, fucking Weekly, man. I fucking love Weekly.
1: Mm. Yeah. I had read the story where he shows up when Nico... Asked me about that originally. Yeah, no, I love Weekly. And I love how he manages to almost get oh. laid in New Orleans until he realizes, oh, shit, I have to do my job. I hate my life.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the newspaper grimy. Yeah, the weasel. the like yeah. weasel, weasel guy. I think he's not grimy. He only...
0: He's actually like, yeah, he works for newspaper and he's kind of like a shyster, but he's also like a straight up good
1: guy. No, he's. he's no, he's I little, meant. He's, he's dirty. literally grimy. Yeah, yeah, He's no, he, dirty. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he, yeah he just, <laughs> his nickname is because yeah. he washes his underwear yeah, yeah. once a yeah,
2: week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying he's grimy like a yeah, grimy they, Hitman. Yeah, yeah, they, they, no, don't, no, they don't yeah. do like a super great job. Like, I'll say
0: this the art doesn't do a super great job making him look. It makes him look right. disheveled, not dirty. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a weird thing to say that the art's too pretty for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, it's
2: hard to draw smell. I may have mentioned it on the last episode too, when Bernie originally talked about it. But uh, I'll quickly just say my favorite thing about these stories were the fact that uh, the characters took on the like the, the characteristics of the characters matched the animals that they chose to use. Yeah, yeah. well,
1: within, within, within yeah, like, a, like, like that's, well, I mean, not entirely. A lot of like
2: the, was, a lot of the time, yeah, as, though, as, like as the much, big as much enforcers were rhinos.
1: Right, right. Yeah, right. like they are written as characters, but like. The elements we associate with different animals right. come in as, like, quirks or stereotypes, like how Black Sad hates rats because he mm-hmm. can never get rid of them. Yeah, or and like or, how, or uh, like, how, like,
0: or like, weekly he, there are times where I can see him, this is gonna sound weird, I can see him standing like a weasel.
2: Okay, like you don't know which way he's gonna go in terms of you can't you, you can't yeah. always depend on him. Is no, what no, you No, no, mean, no like, 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 like when he's oh, like standing, like, yeah, like, oh, okay. like sometimes where he's standing or like the way he'll like, like lean the, on stuff. Like
1: the meerkat thing, like
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm I'm talking about like how like I can see him like leaning on stuff or like like right. weasels are essentially like they're called like tube cats basically. On on the internet, like like when the internet gives them their stupid names, I think they call him like the tube cat.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I see that in here. I can see. Yeah. Like, looking at him, I can see if he didn't have clothes on, it would just be this fucking weird, snaky tube of a cat. Uh,
2: like, I just recall, like, like one of the bad guys, like, one of the dudes was, like, one of the enforcers was, like, a rhino or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, things like that where it makes sense. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay, of course you're going to pick a big animal like this to yeah. be this character, right? Like, it's, so, like, yeah, I, I liked th- that Idea of the stories as well. It's it? weird um, that
0: in the last six months, I have I have like stumbled onto and really enjoyed two series about worlds of animals. What was the other one? Beastars. Huh. Yeah, it's a okay. manga. Okay. Yeah, it's basically it's basically what if Zootopia was a lot more mature?
2: I didn't like Zootopia.
0: Yeah, like 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 th- this is uh, like like Beastars takes away like the oh hey what if animals but race relations. Right right and does it more like yeah animals are divided into herbivores and carnivores carnivores have things they need to do to not be horrible murderers mm-hmm. and like they spend a lot more time thinking about how the world is and how the world functions with animals living like people but still being okay. animals right there there's yeah there's there's a fucking black market where when herbivores die, carnivores will take their bodies and butcher them and sell them to other carnivores
2: illegally. Because carnivores need meat. I tried the Animosity book, but I didn't love it. I tried to get into it. Yeah, I I dug it. I dropped off of it after a
0: while, but Animosity had a strong start for me.
2: It was all right. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I just, yeah, like you, I kind of just fell off of it. I tried out some of it.
0: Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, Black Sat. Check it out. Uh, Three volumes are available right now for it. They are well worth your money. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. Anyway, (laughs) Birdie.
1: Okay, sorry about that. Uh, all right, so now I get to talk about uh, another favorite of yours and mine, Dead Man. Um, we're going to talk about Sjef and Sajic, but not a book Sjef and Sajic wrote, but a book his wife wrote.
0: Oh right, yeah, that's what this is. Fuck, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. So this is uh, Bloodstain. Have you heard of this, Nico? No. No. Yeah. Top Cow. Uh, I don't think so. Uh,
2: oh, okay. No, I never heard of this one. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I know... Th- yeah, like, like bloods, Like,
0: um... Like, um, fucking Sunstone, it was released as... It releases a free thing on her...
2: Uh, t- okay, it her is Deviant Top out.
1: yeah. It was, it's released by the same people who released Sunstone. Oh, in, yeah. okay.
2: I, I know she did a book about swinging that she drew or something. It's okay. called Swing, but I didn't hear about but, this uh, one. No. no,
1: this is a... <laughs> I, I like the description of this book given what it is. Comedy, Mystery, Slice of Life.
2: <laughs> and it's called blood stain <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Slice Life, all right. <laughs>
1: yeah, because let me just read you the description of this. Nico. All
2: right. Uh,
1: chemistry major Elliot Torres has been unable to keep a steady job and eventually accepts a job by a rumored mad scientist, Dr. Vlad Stein. Humorous <laughs> hijinks
2: ensue. <laughs> <laughs> That's pr- okay. Yep. <laughs> That's random. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, if if there's what this is, uh, this was originally conceived as a web comic and then collected the same way Sunstone was. So okay. Uh, um, and while Linda Sajic is not as good of an artist as her husband, mm. which is a high bar to clear.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, it's like oh, Usain's bull, wife isn't as fast as him. What a letdown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. She actually is a pretty good artist in her own right, and uh, the style is sort of close to what I got out of Sunstone, but not quite the same. Mm. So just okay. to give you an idea of... Uh, like, I book, Should I bring up pictures, or are you looking I for them? I'm looking them up. Yeah. Okay. So at least from the first volume, and I will get the second volume, I will say I'm recommending this, and I, at least for me, I'm going to mm. get the second volume. Um, the first volume is a little slow to get going in that most of it is just uh Elliot or Ellie, as she's called in the book, uh mm. trying to working her way through various jobs or trying to keep various jobs that either she's bad at or that bore her or that have terrible bosses. But um,
2: oh she yeah, finds she, a, she's got a similar style almost. I can see it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But uh, she's got a, it, she finds a job on campus that everyone has left alone for to the point where there is dust on a wanted ad. Um, and the reason is because uh, even though it's a job that totally fits with her major and her skill set, everyone says the guy's skeevy and that working for him is a bad thing or probably mm. a really bad idea. And given what we know about this guy... Um, <laughs> I mean, we don't know that much about him yet. I mean, he's probably not a bad guy since this is a comedy slice of life but right. uh, just based on the way this is introduced, um, <laughs> let, me, let me just list some of the stuff that it, related to him that I know happened
2: so far. Well, in this image, I, I'm, I'm guessing this might be for the cover or something that's in the chat. He's like creeping over her fucking shoulder. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the cover uh, of Volume 1. All right, I don't know what the hell's going on there, but <laughs> that's kind of unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But... Um, yeah, go on.
1: <laughs> so... When she calls the number on the wanted ad, um, uh, we we go see his office where the, the phone is ringing. We hear a bunch of, ah, oh, fuck, Jesus. And then when uh, he reaches for the phone, there's broken glass and blood everywhere, including on his clothes. Yeah. So that's not a great first impression. Mm. And then um, when she follows up on it a little later... Uh, his response is you have a, you are going to catch a flight in three hours. Uh, here's your tick tick number. you have to confirm it at the airport and catch the flight. If you miss the flight, uh, the job is off. Uh, she lives on the other side of town and has not packed anything yet. so she has to get everything together and there's no bus and she doesn't have money for a taxi because she can't even afford internet in her house. So she runs across Boston to the airport to catch a flight to South America <laughs> 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 at which yeah. point um, she's greeted by the chef for mm. this uh, play, who works as kind of like a live-in assistant and chef for this crazy guy and to with the point where he's like you do realize that yeah, if you do this crazy shit with someone I also have to deal with it since I'm the one who has to pick her up right?" at which point he falls asleep talking to him was like, West, wake up! <laughs> <laughs> And the chef's like, note to self: don't let him answer the phone when he hasn't slept in ninety six hours. <laughs>
0: the first spoken word in this comic is somewhere in the ass crack of the Mediterranean Sea.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it doesn't take itself too seriously. It sounds. Oh like no, this, no. Yeah.
1: Although it, it, I mean, it makes all the jokes or like when she's driving up the uh, the mountain path, the mountain road to get to his place. She's like, okay, maybe it won't be that bad. Just calm down. Everyone says he's skeevy. He has a weird. He he sounds like um a a like a trash compactor full of nails, but that can't be all that bad. And then the first thing she sees when she gets out of the house, out of the car, in front of the house, it's raining and lightning strike behind in the house. Yeah, like a bad omen type thing. Yeah. yeah. And then her first time meeting him in person, the power goes out, and. She and the chef are trying to find a light source, and he, the chef manages to light a match. He's like, oh, "This isn't going to last very long." I hope, which is something I could light. At which point, a ghostly hand reaches over their hand and says, "Here." it like, "Oh, thank <laughs> <you>. ah! <laughs> yeah."
0: And hey, fun fun fact: this book is in canon, same universe with Sunstone. Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fucking Vlad yeah. is a member of. Um, yeah, it's a member of um what? fucking fuck what oh, the club. No, 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 not a member of the club. He he's in a fucking what he's in a fucking MMO guild with uh one of the ladies. I can't, oh, remember, okay. I can't remember her name.
1: Uh Allie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's in an MMO guild with Allie. She, he actually shows up yeah. in one of the later issues of Sunstone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I will get caught up on that at some point. That's but, funny. Uh, so all of that is great. I mean, I think it's funny. I like okay, so it's going to be weird because uh, at the end of the story, uh, for most of the story, two things have been affecting Ellie's, at least for the first one, have been affecting Ellie's life. One, her her boyfriend got a new job, and they've been having to try to coordinate their dates and their nights off according mm. to their work schedules, and that's becoming a bit of a problem. Mm. But the other one being that uh, her sister, who is Little Miss Perfect, who is pregnant, married, happy, and working... um. Is on her ass that she hasn't had a a full job in a proper paying job in two years, and mm. plays the worst card possible. Ever since our mom had that surgery and we've had to pay for her medical bills, you've just mm. been freeloading. Yeah. I'm like, oh fuck cool. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, when uh, when Ellie leaves for the job, uh, she tries to explain things to the sister but uh, the sister can't hear her over her baby crying in her arms, so she just thinks he's going. she's going out for the date with her boyfriend until the boyfriend shows up uh, a few hours later saying, hey, do you know where your sister is? Because she canceled our date, and her phone hasn't been turned on, and I haven't been able to reach her, and she took her passport. At which point mm. the sister's like, uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is this the guild? Oh yeah, this is yeah. He's dressed up uh, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So all
1: all of that awesomeness aside, where it's like, so slice of life is a term I associate more with manga than like Western comics, but like yeah. I guess the genre, it's just the genre yeah, it, it's, is it's just in hey, Western.
0: ordinary life shit happening.
1: Yeah. So I guess the fact that he looks and acts like a mad scientist. I mean, he looks like Doctor Insano. So cool,
2: son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I'm curious how that's going to play out. There's, they show, they have some uh, sketches of what happens later in their story uh, at the end of the first volume, and it's kind of funny shit, like how um, the chef says, "Oh, here's the uniform." Uh, oh, actually, dead man. It's funny you made a uh, Steinsgate joke because the uh, Ellie asks... Wait, if I'm his assistant, can I just wear a lab coat and work on him? And he's like, no, no, a lab coat has to be earned. Do not (laughs) mention that to him. He will kill you.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, God. I've been meaning to read this. I have been severely falling behind on my sagic work. I am falling behind super far on mercy. And And
1: while, and while, uh, it's hard to tell, uh, like, like, definitely Linda Sajic is not as good of an artist as her husband, but and, but, and her comedic sensibilities are kind of similar to his. But I think I might like her writing style more than his. It's hard to tell at this point. I need to read a little bit more. Okay. Um, but it, he, the other thing, and I just thought this was adorable, um, she started writing this series because she had a fangirl idea in her head for, like, fanfic. And she mentioned it to her husband and as a, as a uh, Valentine's day gift for her, he drew like an in-depth color drawing of the characters and like what she described for like costumes and well, one, I'm pretty sure he got pretty great Valentine's day sex for that, that night. If oh, hundred percent. But uh, well, the, you either, either really great
0: Valentine's day sex or really distracted Valentine's day sex or she began storyboarding.
1: Yo, that's the thing that she writes. <laughs> I immediately began storyboarding everything for this and pursued it religiously afterwards. Yeah, so you so, just bent
0: over her work table. It's like, honey, not so hard. You're going to make me mess yeah. up.
1: Yeah. So, like all great art, and Sajic's art promotes other good art. So, well done, and Sajic. You're, you're doing the art world a, a great service. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, if anybody is actually interested in checking out Bloodstone, um, the, book, the books are available to buy. It's, think, five Dead. volumes out now, or three.
1: Deadman, Dead you, you conflated two books.
0: Oh, sorry. bloodstain. <laughs> bloodstain. Three volumes of that are out now, I believe. Or at least the third one's coming out in October.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know two volumes are out. I didn't check the third.
0: Yeah. Um, they are available for purchase wherever fine books are sold. Um, but if you do want to check it out before actually spending any money on it, uh, the series is actually available still for free on... On um Linda Sajic's uh fucking Deviantart account. Uh Sigiel Sigil um S-I-G-E-E-L dot
1: Okay, no, yeah, the third volume came out October of last year. Okay, then great. Yeah. Nice.
0: So yeah, um, you can check it out, like I said, DeviantArt. It's up there. DeviantArt. Surprisingly, a lot of really great comics are coming out of DeviantArt. This Sunstone Mercy Irma.
1: Yeah. Oh God, I love the description for Volume Three. Finally securing the knowledge that her eccentric boss is not actually a mad scientist, Scatterbrain chemist Elea Torres seeks to prove herself as a competent lab assistant. But in the laboratory's dark depths, she's not exactly standing on solid ground. In some t- cases, quite literally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need to read this.
1: I need to keep reading this. <laughs>
3: oh
0: man! That sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah, the Sajiks. Surprisingly, a they're like a. I'm not. I'm not sure if this actually re- scans or not, but they're like a better Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor.
1: Yeah, I, I guess they seem to be more in sync than Jimmy Co- J- Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor. If that makes any sense. Yeah, and th-
0: and that's what I mean. Like it is two people with in the same in the same career here, getting in, getting their getting both of them having their own fucking comics, doing well. And like having it all sync up in a way that is that's a bit different than Amanda Connor stuff and Jimmy Palmiotti stuff. Like when like when yeah. Amanda Connor did a cover for fucking Sex and Violence, that was the most out of nowhere shit. It did not fit that book at all.
1: So yeah. Um, so yeah. This looks. Awesome. I, guess I, I I guess so. If the sageix write or work on something, I will give it the benefit of a doubt and check it out because dear lord. Yeah, they're bad. They a have thousand. such a good hit ratio at this point. I don't th- I don't think I'm trying to think if there's any books like like obviously Stajepin has worked on more than Linda at this point. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out if there's anything that either of them have worked on that I don't particularly like. There's some maybe some of his earlier Top Cow stuff. That I haven't uh, read that
2: much. Yeah, like of. some of that Aphrodite Nine shit. So when I was checking uh, during this online, I came across uh, some bad news. Uh, he was supposed to be the artist on that Justice League Odyssey with Williamson. Oh man, He's the, and no, he still is. But apparently, he tweeted out not too long ago tonight that two issues that he already had in the can and drawn apparently got lo- like got had to get scrapped by DC for some reason god damn it (laughs) so now it's gonna be delayed by 7 more weeks because he has to start from scratch son of a bitch
0: but yeah. he can do he can do two issues of that level of art in 7 weeks. Well
1: fuck. Now I'm just going to have to buy the collection for the first volume just so that all the hopefully the sketches that he kept from it are in it.
2: <laughs> well, that's what everybody was at, running and asking him on his Twitter feed where he tweeted it like underneath all the comments were like isn't there anything you can salvage? He's like, "Yeah, I might put out some of the stuff following this. We'll but see what happens." Wait a
0: minute. I He can do two f- full-length comic book
2: issues. Of art of that level in seven weeks. I mean that that might just be for the first issue, but you got to think that he's already going to have to be working on the second within that time, right? So yeah, I guess some people, you know, that's pretty good for him. Yeah, of yeah. A bitch. That's that's really like, good. That
0: level of art in seven weeks. Yeah, oh, that's damn. what he said.
2: He said it's going to be delayed by seven weeks. There was a new, there was a report about it. He's the artist the way Jeff Lemire
1: is a writer.
3: Yeah,
0: and fuck, <laughs> this, 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 well, actually, Le- this actually yeah. just reminds me, a fucking new issue of JL8 came out.
1: Like today, or?
0: No, like, like in the last week or so.
1: Okay, I, 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 the last one I saw, uh, everyone was freaking out by the fact that uh, um, John accidentally showed Batman his parents' death over again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like like that is this is the immediate aftermath. The the new one is the immediate aftermath of that. Just like four there like four pages of just them realizing, oh fuck. But yeah, and then like yeah, um, Yale Stewart said I'm gonna try to get back to doing a, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get back to doing a once every three months release, (laughs) or potentially even week. Yeah, I think you mentioned like either week. No, sorry, sorry, I'm conflating two other artists again. (laughs) <laughs> I'm conflating Yale Stewart and Rando Wiz. <laughs> yeah, he, he he said that he wants to get back to doing weekly, but isn't really in the situation to do it right now. He'll try to he'll try to update will uh, try to update as be, as most as he can, uh, with the goal of eventually getting back to a weekly release. But okay, yeah, it's it's unfortunate because because fucking jl eight is. Great.
1: Really good.
0: And his art is fucking phenomenal. Like, I'm looking at these panels again and just, motherfucker. Yeah. This guy is doing so good, people forgot he texted his dick to people. (laughs) And, like, this very childish style of art doing the fucking stone-cold murder of Batman and the effect that has on normal people.
2: Just, Nico. I just want you to look at this. Yeah, sure. I don't, I've heard you guys talk about it before, but I'm not familiar with the uh, artist.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is like is only real thing.
2: Hmm. Like this is it's a, like good a, what? It's a web comic or? Yeah,
0: it, yeah, it's a web comic. Just about what if a bunch of the members of the Justice League were hmm. the were, or were students in kindergarten together.
2: Does he color this himself too? Yeah. Wow, this looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, this is all him. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, I like his style.
0: Yeah, and again, this is, not, this is another thing like just really simple world building stuff. Mm-hmm. The Green Lantern Corps exists in this, but they're a Boy Scout troop, <laughs> and they're led by, and, like they're, and like their and like their scout leader Alan for their Stewart. little fucking unit is Alan
1: Scott. Yeah, Alan Scott and John Stewart and. Uh, Hal Jordan are in it. Yeah, Jon Stewart, Guy Grief. Gardner, and yeah. Sinestro until, are all part, of the, are all part well, of the squad. Until fairly recently, Sinestro was in
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... yeah. And Kilowog is also fucking Bigfoot living in the woods, and they're like, oh, hey, what's up? You want to join the Green Lanterns? <laughs> and also, Jon Stewart is this little fucking nerd shit. <laughs> just, they took that joke from fucking Justice League animated series and made that canon. <laughs> For this fucking, for this fucking world, this young John Stewart's a fucking nerd.
2: <laughs> I just looked at. I'm just going back some pages. There's one with Alfred, and he's got a huge mustache. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> this guy, this guy
0: took what he knew. This guy took what Justice League stuff had been set up, and made it work for kids. Mm-hmm. No, this looks very nice, and it's great. Yeah, it's, it's fun. JLA, yeah. JLA a really good book. That's enough yeah, about so that. Anyway, let's go back to the, let's go back to sucking dead. Sajik's dick. Or or clit.
1: Work, working the pussy. <laughs> yeah, just I'll I'll leave that to the other Sajik. They clearly love each other. Yeah, that the, the man spent three hours drawing a picture of his wife's fan fiction for her as a gift. So. Mm.
0: <laughs> I wish I had any kind of talent. Yeah, he's really good. The best I can do is draw a semi-complete circle with dots in it. (laughs) No matter what fucking year I was in, every art class, every mandatory art class I had to take, I got D's. (laughs) And now I'm sitting here criticizing people's artwork. (laughs) Remember, those who can't do become critics.
2: That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a terrible... Artist, shit, <laughs> believe me. There, there's bad. a reason
0: Korra never asked to be on the com- comics podcast. <laughs> anyway, anything else to say about Bloodstain?
1: No, uh, I was genuinely surprised by how good this was. Alrighty, so, well, worth the, well worth it.
0: Re- yeah, yeah Sajix. fucking keep that shit up. You guys are, you guys are the more industrious Dodsons. Anywho, that does it for what we've been reading then. On to the news. So, first up, in a move that is unsurprising, but kind of disappointing, uh, Boom has announced the new creative team for the Power Rangers book after Shattered Grid ends.
1: So, what you're saying, Dead Man, is that we can stop buying it religiously.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> up, until, up until now, um, Kyle Higgins has been on it... Um, has it been has it been um has it been um the artist uh listed in this article uh Danielle Di Nucuolo for the entire time?
1: Uh or Dan Mora pro, worked or, on some. uh or Yeah, there has been some artists.
0: Dan uh, Mora worked but on some. But didn't they will they? be leaving the book after Shattered Grid concludes. And the book will be taken over by Marguerite Bennett. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> with artist uh Simone DeMeo.
1: I don't know the artist. I know the writer, though, and that doesn't fill me with a lot of hope. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I've read. I think I've read some of Marguerite Bennett's books. She's okay. I. And this isn't I mean I don't even read the book you guys do but and this isn't a me like hating cuz she's a woman writer I just I've never connected no, I've I, never connected with it, aside, a lot of her work She's
1: a shitty writer
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think we built I think we built up enough goodwill at this point that if we say oh fuck then we're not talking about oh god a woman
2: No I know I I didn't I guess I didn't have to explain myself I just wanted to throw that out there Um but yeah, yeah well, I because, I've never clicked with any of her writing I don't know
1: Okay so her this, uh, you don't really like Animosity that much. Insects is okay, but it's not really my thing. But her most recent um, mainstream stuff is that Batwoman book that you guys both thought was boring.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: It, it, was. But it I, was. I was. Like,
0: but like I said, I dug Animosity. Um, what I've read of Bombshells, DC Comics Bombshells, has been fine.
1: It's fine. It's uh, okay.
0: I've read some of it. A-Force. Yeah. She did A-Force.
1: I liked Which A Force, but she like, okay, co-wrote so A-, A Force, didn't she? A, A Force. The, the problems with A Force are not the writer's fault. They're the fault that Civil War happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, that Civil War happened, and they got fucked. Uh, so yeah, yeah I'm double checking now to see. Um, okay, yeah, she did co-write it with G Willow Wilson.
1: Right. Okay. So I don't, I don't want to say she was writing Coattails, but that might have been writing Coattails. It's kind of <laughs> hard
2: not to ride Coattails with Wilson. Yeah, because I like her writing from what I've read, but
0: uh-huh.
2: uh, yeah, yeah I don't
0: know. Yeah, so um, in an interview with comicbook.com, uh, Marguerite Bennett said, I don't want to misplace my metaphors, but those are going to be some big, sh- really big shoes to fill. Even though I can't tell you what's coming, I really hope to keep the momentum, vigor, and emotion of everything that Kyle has set up it- on this careening course into this whole new world of possibilities. See, so, yeah, I'm worried.
1: Yeah. yeah, doesn't sound like she's well, a it fan of the property. It, it, uh, let me put it this way, Dead Man. Unfortunately, I think the best we can expect will be the uh, the end of the Brian Azarello Cliff Chang run of Wonder Woman and what came immediately after that. Like that's probably yeah, the it best will be. They're trying, expect. but
0: they can't quite reach that level.
1: Yeah, but that's like the high standard. I'm expecting something closer to the middle, which is probably not very good.
0: <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of Batwoman, I'm expecting the post fucking. JH Williams the 3rd and other guy fucking thing. Oh. I'm expecting I'm expecting I'm I'm worried that we'll get to that of just this fucking instant drop off into lesbian vampire sex.
2: I mean, she has because she is a lesbian herself has been the woman to the go-to lately for lesbian stuff. And uh, a lot of her did, did, you, did
0: you read any like post that post like Williams and them the fucking any that that woman stuff?
2: Uh, no, but I know that insects well, man, is about it. Bombshells is about
0: a lot of lesbian stuff. But no, no, uh, like I, I don't, I don't mean like literal lesbians. Okay. So in, so in Batwoman, after, after the, after those two guys were fired from the book, the next main creative team that took over had her break up with Maggie Sawyer and then immediately start fucking a vampire.
2: Oh, that's what you're referring to. Yeah. No, I didn't read that.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't mean literally like, "Oh, they're going to make lesbians, it's going to ruin the book." I mean it's going to be going from this awesome, really fucking in-depth, cool ass story thing to let's destroy everything that's been set up so that we can do this kind so that we do this thing that someone in editorial wants us to do.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't saying you're saying it's going to ruin the book, but I know that she has put lesbians into a lot of things that she has written. No, so, she just lesbians like, fucking whatever. Like, no, it's not a problem with it, I'm yeah, just like, saying. It wouldn't, it, wouldn't really, like, it wouldn't really, like, set up with what has
0: been established so far. Yeah. Unless, unless, like, Kim goes to college and has an experience.
1: Yeah, like, she wants a little time away from Tommy, and then like, she experiences something with, like, uh... Cat. A, I, yeah, Cat, or um, uh, I don't know, she meets, um the pink ranger from in space.
0: Yeah. Or (laughs) failing that they go fucking like post white ranger and bring in Aisha and turns out she's gay. Yeah. Wait, was Aisha the one that was Aisha, Aisha the Yellow ranger before or after time travel?
1: Yeah. Aisha was the first black yellow ranger before time travel brought another random black yellow ranger back from the past. Yeah. From the old west. That was fucking weird. (laughs) Anyway, I was referring more to the Zio shit, but
0: uh... yeah. So anyway, that's happening. Hmm. And then, last piece of news: um, Bendis, having just joined DC, is taking over Batman too for a twelve issue story. God damn it! What? I yeah, didn't hear okay. this. Okay, not taking over. He's doing a Batman side story.
2: Oh, also, top- yeah, called
0: Batman Giant. Huh? It will be a. It'll be a twelve part story. With Batman, that is sold exclusively at Walmart.
2: Uh, okay, I heard about that. I didn't know that was one of the comics, though. So. Huh? So, yeah. So
1: DC's turning into like a bad video game publisher.
0: <laughs> kinda. Yeah. So uh, Batman Giant uh, will be uh, issue three of the story. will be launching a universe story arc where Bendis will be writing Batman versus Joker. Sorry, Batman vs. Joker. I respect that. I'm sorry,
1: Batman vs. Riddler. Really pushing the really pushing the boundaries there, Bendis.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, so it will be Batman vs. Riddler, and quote a mystery that spans the globe.
1: Again, really stretching the limits of what we can do with Batman, Bendis. <laughs>
0: and this will be part of a bigger thing because beginning in July, three thousand WalMarts across across America. We'll be getting four g- different we'll be getting four different giant, quote unquote giant monthly comics, including Superman Giant, JLA Giant, Batman Giant, and Teen Titans Giant.
3: What? And what? then what? starting this in August,
0: Superman and JLA will begin arriving on will begin arriving on a monthly basis, and then Batman and Teen Titans will be two weeks later. Each of these comics will be priced at five bucks and will be a hundred pages each. <laughs> so get ready, Walmart. You're gonna have a bunch of fucking comic book assholes in there, or not? Yeah, oh, uh, more likely not. Actually,
2: yeah, I think this is aimed towards more people that don't read comics. Obviously, Yes. Yeah, they're they're yeah, reprinting they're, a lot of stuff, and it's good, you know, value for the money. Yeah, I they're guess. They're, gonna,
0: they're gonna be putting it up at the fucking front next to the National Enquirer and People. <laughs> Just just like, oh yeah, it's like, oh what, Meghan Markle fucked an fucked alien once, that's weird. Oh, Batman, let's get to that. It's impulse purchase. Anyway. Are any of us going to be reading any of these?
2: I don't think
1: so. Yeah, I feel like no. I might I, look at them out of curiosity, but if it's only going to be at Walmart, I don't much see the yeah. point.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I don't live near a Walmart.
2: Me neither, and I technically for me do, to go out like of a my way. Minute drive. <laughs> and this is again like the fact that it's going to be twelve parts is because they're only going to probably dedicate a few pages per issue, and then they're going to stretch it out, and then the rest of it's going to be reprints. So I really have no interest in that. If they collect it eventually, I'll read it. Or actually, but... just or actually just imagine
0: a hundred pages, fifty of them are comics, fifty of them are ads.
2: Yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna run over there quickly to get this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way.
0: So, anyway. But,
2: yeah. That's that.
0: And that's this. Thank y'all for joining us. Yep. We'll be back. <laughs> some point with more of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Till then, I'm dead. I'm
1: Bertie. I'm Nico. See you guys next time.